This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, February 18th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, police say a dispute over a parking spot led to a shooting in Center City on Thursday afternoon. According to police, the shooting happened in the 1700 block of Chestnut Street at about 1.50 p.m. Police said the driver of a white car pulled into a parking spot near the intersection of 17th and Chestnut that a food delivery driver wanted to park in as well. The dr- delivery driver allegedly got out of his silver SUV and the two exchanged words. The delivery driver punched the other man, knocking him off of his feet. The man then shot the delivery driver in the jaw and back. Uh, The delivery driver tried to drive off, but he didn't make it far. Police say that he made it to the intersection of 17th and Chestnut Streets before he could barely drive. A good Samaritan then took uh, the driver to Thomas Jefferson University Hospital, where he was listed in critical condition. The shooter is still being sought by investigators. Police are thankful that no one else was injured. If you have any information, contact police. You know, I, I, I'm curious. So, so this is obviously this guy was shot, and that's crazy over the top, right? I mean, that's obviously breaking yes. the law. You're shooting someone, uh, but yeah, but punching someone as well. If, if, if this guy's a victim, right? Does he will he face some kind of a charge for assault? On you know what I mean? Even though he was a victim, because uh, you would have to. I, I guess not. if you go through the legal wranglings, he you would have to see. In other words, was that a proper defense? For what he was facing right. at the time. Yeah. It, and I, I guess, mean, looking at the video, the, uh, it just looks like an argument, and all of a sudden the guy decides to punch him, geez. and dude gets up and pulls a gun and shoots at him. So I, that's uh, that's one for the lawyers. Yeah, I, let the know, courts I, determine I that. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I don't know. I mean, listen, if I felt my life was was in in, uh, in dire danger, right. I would pull it. You know, if I had a firearm on me, I would obviously use it. I don't know what's going on. It's hard well, to quite get, tell. Get, gets punched and he's yeah. knocked to the ground That's and the dude fair. is getting in the car. At that point, Done. danger is over. Yeah, yeah, the guy's yeah. leaving. You don't need to shoot someone. But oh. why, why this guy would all of a sudden punch him? I don't know if the dude showed him his gun first and then know. he punched him. Who knows? So they got to work that out. It's but crazy. It's uh, get messy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, the guy's sitting Ooh. in his car. The, the, the fight is over at that point. You know I think I mean? the thing like, to do if you want to be sane about it is you mail the gun to the guy and say, please shoot yourself. Right. But the A-hole... Shouldn't have just punched no, this no, guy. No, no, that's well. illegal. So that's assault. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So it's that's that's a murky one. Yeah. Right. Wow. So uh. any information, contact uh, police if you have any information. Uh, after weeks of controversy, the Yadin Borough Council voted to fire its current police chief in a heated four-three vote Thursday night. Council members decided that Chief Anthony Paparo uh, to fire Anthony Paparo over allegations of wage theft that had reportedly cost the borough more than three hundred eighty thousand dollars. Paparo made a passionate plea for his job and explained and. The overage of hours that cost the borough money were spent on training part-time officers and protecting residents during the George Floyd unrest. The chief previously stated that his job was on the line because he was white. The borough has a population of about 12,000 people. Roughly 88% of the residents are African-American. Paparo's attorney says a lawsuit against the borough is imminent. Uh, Paparo, even though he's not the chief anymore, says that he plans to continue his duties, including teaching an active shooter course. The council voted to make Lieutenant Sean Burns interim police chief. 
Memorial Day is more than 100 days away, but down the shore, summer is always top of mind. Anytime wind gusts are forecasted to be up to 50 miles per hour, it is another small battle to protect the most valuable asset of the Jersey Shore, the beaches. Today in North Wildwood, the annual convoy of trucks starts hauling sand north where the beaches are closed after another winter storm stole hundreds of feet of the precious beach. What's an old saying about bringing sand to the beach? Dude, yeah. Yeah. it's crazy. I mean, yeah. Casey, you know, now uh, being down there, a part-time resident with, uh, with Casey and and Chuck here at the radio station, I've, I've taken a look at that area and the amount of sand that they brought out there last year. Steve, I kid you not, these yeah. were like 40 foot high wow. mounds. If they were massive, they were huge. Yep. They're gone. They're, now, hold they're on. gone. But yeah. so this says. Um, I mean, they, they leveled them out and everything. Yes, yeah, okay. I was wondering they, if they just left like no, these yeah, large now, yeah, yeah. It's like. But so this says it that they, looks like it's that they bring away. trucks in. Um, so in Sea Isle, like we had, the, they uh, dredged. They dredged. Like they, they pulled it from out in the ocean and pulled it up onto the beach. I wonder why Kathy, they do it differently there. Uh, maybe listen, they have dredged, and dredging was part of the process. I, I don't know. Maybe that is way more uh, fun, cost prohibitive. To you know, get out there and dredge the water yeah. than it is to. I, I don't know where sand in. I, oh, I don't know where they're getting the sand from. I don't know if they're going and grabbing it from Wildwood, a local parks, for, yeah, or <laughs> you know, or the crest, or, or they can whatever. take it. To, they can take it from the beaches further down because they're gigantic. <laughs> they're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the shortest distance to transport is probably the best. Dredge, you know, dredging has always been the thing that usually yeah. is yeah. what happens. I mean, and it's, you it's you a, take the eroded sand and yeah. then put it back up on the beach. Yeah. yeah. So red lines show where the sand was last summer, and the area is identified as one of the worst eroding beaches in New Jersey. The state is expected to spend another $3.5 million this year to get the beach ready for summer. Uh, The same thing is happening in Ocean City, where beachgoers are navigating six-foot sand cliffs. In Avalon, the city will spend the springtime pumping 60,000 yards of sand on the North Beach uh, for the summer season in an effort to protect its beaches. I I wonder at what point, you know, if they keep spending millions and millions and millions every year, that they'll just say, all right, no more beach around here. Right. Yeah, I this guess it's just going to be a seawall no or just beach. blacktop. No, it, yeah. br- it brings too much money in for yeah. them to do yeah. that. But, like, I, I wonder, listen, I you know, I'm not an engineer, guys. No, I know that. Uh, but, uh, like, what do jetties do? Because there is a jetty at the seawall. They or break like, up the it, erosion. North... They break up the erosion. So if, right. you look so at so the if they made to. it bigger, and <laughs> so that's that's where I'm going that's, with this. Like That's part of the issue is that it's a never-ending problem, right? So they'll bring in the Army Corps of Engineers, like the best engineers on the planet, really, eventually nature is going to win. That's the way that erosion happens. That's the way like it's been going on for millions of years. So these, the the beaches, the sand steadily moves southward, right? It's, it's, it's inevitable. But to your point, Kathy, as long as there are people living in these beach towns who want beach front property, that's, they're going to continue to add sand. They're going to continue to dredge. They're going to continue to find any way they can (laughs) to keep sand there. But eventually they're going to lose. Do you want to see something funny? Okay. So the, the beach keep, beaches keep eroding in North Wildwood. You need to see, Steve, the fishing pier in Wildwood Crest. Yeah. It what? <laughs> it just goes out to the beach. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. at well, one point when they built Steve, this pier, it went yeah, yeah, yeah. to the water. There's another hundred yards of beach before you get to the water. Oh, it's just where this pier is. Yeah. Yeah. Beach it's pier? like a no reason pier. It's when funny. they yeah, but when they built it, it went out of the water. Yeah, that's pretty wild. I mentioned this before, but like there used to be First uh, Avenue through Tenth Avenue in Avalon. Those avenues don't exist anymore because they've been washed away over the years. Uh, they've never attempted to just simply move the ocean back. I think that's something I mean, that at least should be explored. In a new report, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration said U.S. shorelines face a profound increase in coastal flooding brought on by human-caused climate change. In sports this morning... 
every once in a while. Just, I listen to no, like I listen to all of it. I'm like, oh, there's so many animals in there. Okay, in their final game before the All Star break, the Sixers beat the Bucks 123 yeah. to 120 last night in Milwaukee. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid had 42 points, 14 rebounds, and five assists, and put the Sixers ahead for good with a 10-footer with 2:32 left. The win helped them enter the All-Star break tied for third place in the Eastern Conference and only two and a half games behind the Miami Heat and Chicago Bulls, who are tied for first. The Sixers are now off for a week and won't play again until they head to Minnesota to face the Timberwolves on Friday the 25th. The Flyers lost to the Washington Capitals last night in South Philly. Garnett Hathaway scored two goals in less than two minutes late in the third period, and the Capitals rallied late to come back and win 5-3. What the f*** is this? The Flyers, who are at the beginning of a season-long eight-game homestand, will play the Carolina Hurricanes on Monday afternoon. The puck will drop at 3 o'clock. And at the Winter Olympics, Russian teenage skater Camilla Valieva, who had been leading the women's figure skating event after the short program, cracked on her free skate and stumbled down to fourth place as fellow Russian Anna... Anna Sherpakova skated to the gold. Valieva failed a doping test at her national championships last December, but the result, the result was only revealed earlier this month, a day after Valieva already helped the Russian Olympic Committee win the team event. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. So, yep, indeed, a Friday morning. That means our Word of the Week prize. Giving that away. It's this cool uh, VIP Mountain Fest setup that we have at Montage Mountain. So if you've been collecting letters, we got one more to go, and then we give it away at the end of the show. Also, today... Is National Drink Wine Day. Uh-huh. Another one of those uh, <laughs> little throwaway <laughs> national Who decides? Days. We still don't know, but so, they're out there. With that, we yeah. are going to, uh, throughout the morning, uh, play clips of movies that have a reference to wine. Oh, you identify all right. the movie, we have a prize for you. So we'll do that through the course of the morning today. We also have a couple of guests joining us. We will have uh, comedian Ted Alexandro. Who's going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow night? So we'll check him at ten around nine. And also, we are going to have Tom Zeller. He is the CEO of Imagine Exhibitions, and they are the group that is behind Harry Potter: The Exhibition, which has the world premiere open today here at the Franklin Institute. Yes, that is correct. And myself and Marissa, we went to a special advance. Um, uh, what's the word? I'm like a press re- um, release opening. Dang, opening. A, 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 a pre-opening yeah. uh, yesterday. And An advanced preview. Yes, thank you. That's what I'm looking it's for. It's Friday. Yep. Uh, so we went to that yesterday. It was awesome. Oh, terrific. So we will talk a little bit about that, obviously. And we'll. we'll uh, I was just impressed with how they were able to construct all this stuff. And Tom's the guy who created this whole thing. So, uh, And in fact, he's the one who gave us a tour yesterday. Oh, cool. Uh, so very nice guy. Is he going to be... At the uh, on location, um, probably talk to him. Oh, awesome. yeah, when we yeah, talk to him, yeah, he'll yeah. be. So you'll want to. He's going to zoom with us, and he's going to be. I believe he's going to be live from the divination room. Ooh. Uh, so it's really, really cool, and uh, so we'll do uh, zoom with him and find out about it. And uh, yeah, that goes now for the next few months. Uh, but you'll want to get to it. I mean, people are fanatical about yes. Harry Potter, obviously. So uh, we'll do all of that today and some more. Well, let's take a break. Come back and get to the entertainment report. Stupid question. You know how that whole thing works. So hang in there. We'll be back shortly with it. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not fancy. Acme Markets is making your grocery shopping and saving easier than ever. 
Download the Acme app today to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks. Use it to view the weekly ad, clip digital coupons, redeem rewards, and to shop any way you want. In-store, delivery, or drive up and go. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver it right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let us give something away this morning for the Super Question and Four Pack of Tickets for Harry Potter the Exhibition. Opens today, yeah. by the way. The world premiere. So the question... I should have got. I should have uh, formed a Harry Potter question. Oh, oh you can, with all that you've been immersed in it, you should be able to come up with something quickly. Um, yes. Let's... What's Harry's last name? No, no. <laughs> that would be my question. All right. Wait, what is uh, what is Harry's uh, Patronus? Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know it's what just that above is. Above his testicles. Off the top of my head, no, that's his penis. <laughs> what is his uh, Patronus? Two one five two six three WMMR. Erectium beginning it. <laughs> we'll go through some birthdays today while we wait for your answer. Today is Friday, February 18th. Uh, it's Matt Dillon's birthday today. Ah. Uh, he turns 57 years old. Very one talented. The, one of the first things I remember him in, Steve, was um, the movie Tex. Yes. And the movie Little Darlings. Yes. That was early on, earlier on in his and career. And he was also in that um, that movie about the uh, the, the development, the, the, the kids who... Oh, my God. Uh, yes. I really oh, like that movie. Oh, man. Uh, it, it was like spot on. On the Edge or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. You remember um, that? Oh, my God, yes. And it was like in it like a, one of these prefab developments, and they had nothing to do. And, and so these kids were just hell raisers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you, dude, it was... I was at that age, and we were, you know, dabbling in things, uh, and, 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 like, there was weed, and these kids were drinking, and they, like, they... They take over the high school. The parents are in the in the high school. They yeah, have a yeah, meeting yeah. about how bad the, con- the the kids are getting out of control, and they freaking hold them hostage. What? And they get on the PA, and they're like, "We hope you die." And all of a sudden, it was over the edge. I love it. It was. Yeah. It's, it's not a great movie at all, but okay. it, it's just teenagers run amok, run amok. Yeah. Oh my God, Steve, that brings back so many memories. I remember his name was Richie in that right, movie. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, uh, the great Matt Dillon is 57 years old today. Uh, it's also Yoko Ono's birthday today. Oh. Dude, Yoko Ono is 88 what? I know, that's unbelievable. Old. Oh, I wow. know, it so, is so hard to believe. Collectively, I think we can say, like, uh, listen, she's still a god-awful musician. I can't stand <laughs> the music. However, I have reassessed my Yoko perception ever since the Beatles documentary. The Peter Jackson. Yeah. Because no man was in position for years that she was the dividing force, and 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 I oh I guess I always held something like against her because of that. And if if you look at at the new at the Peter Jackson Let yeah. It Be, if you watch it, you will see that each one of those guys had family and friends that were kind of hanging there. around as well. Yeah. It's just the thing that Yoko was sitting right next to John. Uh-huh. She didn't really know the others all that well, so she probably felt uncomfortable and just wanted to be. And he probably wanted her close as yeah. well. And she wasn't doing she anything. Didn't do anything. Yeah. Sorry, man. I got to give her that one. Yeah, it yeah. was. She got a real bad rap, and that movie is fantastic. If you haven't seen it yet, if you're not a big Beatles fan, jump right to like the second or third yeah. one. Skip the first one because it's not. It's a little uncomfortable. Don't ever see a Yoko concert, but watch this movie. Yes. So she. Uh, let's all sing happy birthday to her. <laughs> <laughs> she does have a good voice. Uh, wait, 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 here's the part. Cha, cha, cha. Yeah. 
I can you do the explosion? Oh yeah, yeah. because <laughs> I it's. Are you, let me know when it's, you're it's ready. It's like scanners. Yeah. You know? Wait, 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 one second. Okay, see <laughs> so what you're doing on your side. Hey, here oh, we go. Just meat dripping off the walls. Uh, she's 88. Uh, Dennis D. Young of the band Sticks is 74 years old. Okay. Uh, massive guilty pleasure. Yeah. Sticks. Yeah, and absolutely. And awesome. They, they have a, a huge amount of songs in their catalog that I love. And uh, it's one of those bands I think really ought to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They get snubbed. They were beaten up by Rolling Stone throughout yep. the years. But if you if you analyze the music and you go back and listen to it, listen, yes, it's lighter and it's geared more towards a female audience. But there's some really great musicianship oh, in this. I mean, this song spoke to me, you yep. know, when I was at, you know, when it first came out. Uh, Dennis Young is 74 today. Robbie Bachman, the drummer for Bachman Turner Overdrive. What? Taking care of business. Yeah. He is 68 years old today. Yeah. And uh, Let It Roll. And, uh, man, they had a lot of great hits as well. Are they Canadian? You ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. What's that? Are they Canadian? Yeah. Yeah, I believe they have uh, Canadian roots. Yep. So, uh, Robbie Bachman is 68 years old today. It's Molly Ringwald's birthday. Uh, <laughs> she is uh, 53. And I saw something. It's also would have been John Hughes's birthday today. So they shared oh. the same they birthday? The same birthday. Uh, he had a he had a, sort of a, a crush on her. He did. Yep. In he, a paternal she, way. She was the type of gal yeah. that he in high school would focus would, on. Would, uh, would be, you know, kind of obsessed and with And he cast her because of that. Yeah. Uh, but 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club. Riverdale? Pink. Yeah, Riverdale. Yep. She is uh, 53 uh, today. Uh, it's also Civil Shepherd's birthday today. Oh. The Return of Bruno. And they did... What, what was that? What the hell was that? Oh, my God. I don't know why there was a clip of you saying The Return of Bruno in the beginning of this moonlight. Oh, well, that, that's, it's kind of like that. Uh, it's the Euro mix. It I thought you just Preston. said that. I thought you just said the... No, that was in the recording. <laughs> Uh, go go back out. to right, uh, uh, yeah. Here, listen. The return of Bruno, and they did like like John. Bo- <laughs> what the hell is that? How number nine? What? Number nine. nine. Well, listen. Uh, I it, it would have been. Uh, here's what I think. <laughs> okay. So we're playing the moonlighting soundtrack. Right, there. right. Yeah. Uh, and obviously Bruce Willis was in Moonlighting. He was also in the Return of Bruno. Yes, he was. Uh, uh, that, that was his album. So it must have been okay. In well, the same break or so, segment, or I don't know. I we were talking, probably out. talking about Hudson Hawk and also, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the hell we were talking about. Anyway, it's her birthday. And if you, ever, if you want to so. see her at her absolute most stunning and, and, and a masterpiece, The Last Picture Show. 71 years old today. Yeah. Also a good, close, personal friend of ours' birthday today, actor John Travolta. Oh. Oh. We just fell in love with him. He, he made some... Why is that still playing? He made some uh, great comments about us while he was here. It was we, we were like, you like us? You really like us? <laughs> he was hugging oh us. You love us. Yeah, it was it was a great interview. He hung out longer than I think he was supposed to, and uh, it's cool. I'd love to get him back in the studio at some time. Man, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. John Travolta, everybody. Uh, so he's 67 today. Uh, it is also Vanna White's birthday. Huh. I watch her every evening. Wheel of Fortune hostess. Uh, she is 64 years old. And my wife seems to think that <laughs> Vanna dresses very uh, nicely. Okay. Oh, yeah. And they got a good wardrobe, okay. yeah. yeah. I'm sure they they, they uh, dress her, her very, very well. Uh, we also have uh, actor and comedian Ike Barinholtz. Oh, he's great. We've had him in the studio. Yeah. I'd say he's a friend of the show. 
Yeah. yeah. Mini Project Eastbound and Down. Was he on the league as well, or am I thinking of someone? No, no, he's not no. Yeah. Uh, he is 44 today. And then the last birthday, another friend of ours at 97 years young. 99. Uh, ni- he's 99? Wow. Oh, my goodness. Roland Scarinci. Uh, the Marine, the uh, harmonica-playing Marine, unfortunately lost his wife this year. That's sad. He played the harmonica for us at the uh, camp out, right? Yep. Yes, he did. And he's done it here in the studio, too. Uh, so he's 99 years old today. Happy birthday, Roland. Hope you have a, a great one today. Can still wear his uniform. All right, let's see if we can go to the phones get an answer. I, off the top of my head, a Harry Potter question because the tickets are for the Franklin Institute Harry Potter exhibition, which opens today. Uh, what was uh, Harry's uh, Patronus? All right, so we're going to go to Sean for the answer. Hey, Sean, good morning. Good morning. I love my family. <laughs> my family. All right, Sean, what's uh, Harry's Patronus? All right, that would be a stag. A stag. Ah. Yeah. Hey, I love the Patronus stag. because I was thinking owl. What, 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 what's his owl then? A Patronus is, it's like a spell that you can conjure, and it's like a, it's almost like a guardian uh, animal of Protects sorts. you a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, especially against Dementors. His owl's name is Hedwig. Correct. Okay. Yes. So, Sean got it right, and we are going to set him up with a four-pack of tickets for Harry Potter, the exhibition. Something magical is coming to Philadelphia. Harry Potter, the exhibition, makes its world premiere debut today at the Franklin Institute. Tickets are on sale now at fi.edu. And we're going to talk to the CEO of Imagine Exhibitions, who has put this whole thing together. Tom Zeller will be joining us a little bit later on. All right, we've got entertainment stuff to unpack. Let's start with Kim and Kanye. I know, I know. <laughs> I know. But it's back. Jesus they, they, Christ. They, they go away for a while, then and then they're... they rear the ugly head again. Oh, put that head away. So she has unfollowed Kanye. OMG. After he attacked her boyfriend, Pete Davidson. So he, he posted a screenshot of Pete on SNL wearing a red hat that said, Make Kanye 2006 again. And Kanye captioned the photo, Hi, Skeet. You got any more mental health jokes for me? Uh, he later deleted the post, which has been his thing lately. Post these things, well, and then delete. He them. knows it's going to get covered. Oh I mean, yeah, for Christ, oh it ends God. up in the entertainment news. Of course, it's on on all the sites. But this whole following him on Instagram thing is—it's all of this is so stalkery. Oh yeah, very much so. Uh, he also reposted a video of Pete's two thousand. It's not in the spirit of poopity scoop. Two thousand eighteen weekend update segment in which he criticized Kanye's MAGA rant. He captioned the video. Uh, this boy thought he could get away with performing this sketch for the team that wrote this for him. This is not harassment. This is payback. Uh, meanwhile, Kim's family and friends are said to be excited to see her genuinely happy with Pete Davidson. Yeah. A source told people everyone around her is just happy that she's happy. So, I'm happy. Yeah. So and I don't happy. even know why. Now, within the family as well, Tequila 512 is suing Kendall Jenner's 818 tequila (laughs) for trademark infringement, false designation of origin, and unfair competition, alleging that the brand straight up copied its logo and color scheme. Their number was inspired by the other number. Right. So in in its suit, filed Wednesday, and I think they've got some legal ground to stand on here, gang. Tequila 512 accused K and Soda LLC... Uh, which owns 818 Tequila, of simply and blatantly copying its branding. The but lost- it, 
Oh, what? all right. I'm going to say, but it didn't copy it. But I guess I'm seeing the yellow. Maybe they're... Yeah, it's the there's yellow. There's enough there to make the it font, go... But the font is completely different. Yeah, like, but they're also area codes, and they're yeah. also going yeah, for the yeah. exact same type of thing. Right. So you never know. In the law, the lawsuit says, Skila 512, whose trademark was established in 2015, used an immediately recognizable 512 mark and black lettering inside a ye- vertical yellow, yellow rectangle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tequila 818H, which launched last year with Jenner as the face of the company, is accused of using the same branding with a mere immaterial tweaks. Uh, the lawsuit also cites similarities between the company's digit brand code names and their reference to a prominent area code. Tequila 512 nods to Austin, Texas, where the company is based, while 818 Tequila refers to Los Angeles. Uh, the branding is so similar, the lawsuit says, listen to this, that instead of 818 Tequila, an image of Tequila 512 was used in May for an in-game purchase in Kim Kardashian's Kim Kardashian Hollywood mobile game. The lawsuit alleges that 818 Tequila either intentionally used the wrong image to blur the lines between the two products, or that the branding is so similar that the company was confused about the difference between the two brands. Wow. Well, that's a problem. A representative for 818 Tequila dismissed the claims in a statement to TMZ. They said, we are reviewing the complaint and believe the allegations are without merit. Um, I'm curious to see if they uh, if this breaks in their favor. Uh, Jenner and Kardashian were not named as defendants. They went after the, the company. Why aren't they letting uh, Kim handle the, uh, the lawyering on this? Yeah, maybe. I don't know if she does you know, like corporate or trademark <laughs> She law. does it She's all. doing another thing. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is finally addressing Taylor Swift's scorching All Too Well song. Let it rec- go! <laughs> which recently got a 10-minute release. Uh, well, he was asked about it. So, yeah. the, so the Grammy... No, she went, should. Yeah, and so he's, he's saying it's not about him, though. The Grammy-winning singer first released All Too Well on her Red album back in 2012. The breakup song has long been speculated to be inspired by a relationship with a now 41-year-old actor whom she dated in 2010. Swift, however, has never clarified where the lyri- whether the lyrics are about anyone specific. So in a new uh, Esquire profile... Hall, who said he's not listened to the album, breaks his silence on fan theories that all too well is about him, speaking on the furor from some Swifties calling him out on social media. <laughs> Swifties. So he said, it has nothing to do with me. Uh, it's about her relationship with her fans. It is her expression. Artists tap into personal experiences for inspiration, and I don't begrudge anyone that. He said, at some point, I think it's important when supporters get unruly that we feel a responsibility to have them be civil. Damn and not, right. Not allow for cyberbullying bullying in one's name. Uh, that begs for a deeper philosophical question. Not about any individual per se, but a conversation that allows us to examine how we or, or should even take responsibility uh, for what we put out into the world, our contributions into the world. Uh, he said, my question is, is this our future? Is anger and divisiveness our future? Well, yes, it is. Uh, or can we be empowered and empower others while simultaneously putting empathy and civility into the dominant conversation? Was he wearing like a big helmet, like uh, in the Spider-Man movie when he said this? Person, <laughs> it was. It looks like a uh, almost like a crystal ball. That's awesome. Yeah, he was wearing it. So, Jill Noll, who's currently dating model uh, Jean or Jean uh, Cadieu, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Uh, said that he is not aware that's any interest in my life and added, my life is wonderful. I have a relationship that is truly wonderful, and I have a family I love so much, and this whole period of time has made me realize that. That's wonderful. Which could peek inside Jake Gyllenhaal. One of the lyrics that as evidence that fans think that Gyllenhaal's connection to the song is, and I left my scar there at your sister's house, 
and you've still got it in your drawer even now. So here's why they connected it. Back in 2010, the couple was spotted visiting Gorilla Coffee in Brooklyn, New York, which is located near Jake's sister, Maggie Gyllenhaal's house. What? So that's clearly why that song was about. But this is basically, there's a Bruder film. That's it. Here's your proof. That's clear evidence. So here's a guy who goes to this initial round when everyone reacts. All the Swifties react when the song is initially released. Mm. She re-records it and re-releases it. And he's back in this. It's been years since she's been, since they were together. And he's catching all this crap. But man, her fans are aggressive. They're diligent. Uh, Fans were shocked by the... Uh, what they say, the poorly styled photo of Nicole Kidman on the cover of Vanity Fair's 2002 Hollywood issue. No, that can't be right. It's got to be 22. Yes. Yeah. So the 54-year-old actress appears in an outfit styled by Katie Grand that consisted of a pleated micro miniskirt and matching pleated bra top. What do you think of this, Kathy? She looks smoking hot. I mean, I think it looks like the cover of a magazine. They're saying totally. that it's poorly designed. Yeah. So Instagram users who commented on the cover photo posted by the magazine asked, why does a 50-plus-year-old woman need to be fetishized as a teen to make it on the cover of Vanity Fair? And why would you do this to her? I guess they're thinking it's too suggestive and and sexy. You kidding me? I mean, if If you look that great at 50-plus, I'm in great shape. Please, man. Yeah, if I looked that good, I'd wear that. I just brought it up because I wanted to look at the picture again. (laughs) All right, uh, how about this? Elliot Page is working on a memoir to be published next year. Uh, Flatiron Books announced Thursday that Page Boy will cover everything from the Juno Star's Oscar-nominated film career to his transition. According to the publisher's description, the memoir will delve into Page's relationship with his body, his his experiences as one of the most famous trans people in the world, and will cover mental health, assault, love, relationships, sex, and the cesspool that Hollywood can be. Will he address the Jake Gyllenhaal thing with Taylor Swift? I, I'm hoping that an yeah. entire <laughs> chapter will be de- dedicated to and, that. And please invite Kanye to join in the conversation. We'll have to see. <laughs> um, so, uh, when's the Umbrella Academy uh, coming out? Nick just pulled up a, what's a clear tw- teaser from Elliot Page's um, Instagram account, and it's a picture of an, um, someone holding an umbrella that's all beaten up and birds, silhouettes of birds flying in the air. And then season three and is indicated. Three, yeah, but yeah. it doesn't have a date on it yet, so must be coming sometime in the future. Yeah. I hope so. That's a Good great show. show. Yeah, uh, Chris Jenner, we're going to double back to that group. Oh, no. Uh, revealed... <laughs> <laughs> up, for Christ's sake! Revealed to Ellen DeGeneres that Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott's newborn son, Wolf Webster... <laughs> Looks just like his big sister. Well, what do you expect? Oh yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. They share no. DNA. Uh, hey, he looks just like Jimmy Durante. The, the matriarch said... Uh, on looks the, like Jake Gyllenhaal. On the Ellen DeGeneres show, when he came out, it was like, there's Stormy being born all over again. It's like Stormy again. Mm-hmm. Except with a lot more blood and placenta. There's your breaking news for you. Um. Okay. <laughs> How about this one? Uh, when's Ellen, when's Ellen wrapping up, by the way? A good question. Come on. Soon, I think. Yeah, you would think they'd be really promoting that, but I haven't seen much. Did they give her ass ass? Well, I, I do feel like it's been, like, kind of quiet. Like, I mean, right. she's still doing it, but she's not, like, over the top, out there, everywhere like she normally is. I don't know about you, but I'm just, I'm so excited to get a daily Kelly-Oki. <laughs> Kelly-Oki. <laughs> yeah, from Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, yeah. She starts off every show with a Kelly-Oki. Yeah. Uh, Channing Tatum recently revealed 
to Kelly Clarkson. Of course. Uh, he does karaoke's. That he nearly turned down Magic Mike 3 because the role requires such a strict diet and exercise regime. Uh, he told her, it's hard to look like that. Even if you do work out, to be in that kind of shape is not natural. You have to starve yourself. It's true. He said, I don't think when you're that lean, it's actually healthy. Which is totally true. You're right. Steve. All of that. They say that the like bodybuilders during competitions are the least healthy when they're all. I mean, you know when, for example, when um, Hugh Jackman did that that fight in Wolverine. You know where, where they're he's fighting uh, the, the one that we love in Japan. Yeah, and uh, the, this there's a samurai sword coming at him and all that stuff, and he is just. I mean, he did not have anything. No, not even Muscle water skin for three for three days. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. You're right. So uh, he added that uh, it involves working out twice a day and eating completely right at a certain time. You're delirious. So so seeing people jacked like that regularly in movies, you know, makes you feel kind of like a slob. Yeah. But they're... But we're happy slobs. Well, listen, they don't look like that all the time. They have to to work insanely hard to get into that. Here's the clip, and he's kind of in half-light, but... You can basically see the, the, the ridges on his lungs. Yeah, we're looking at uh, Hugh Jackman in The Wolverine. You know what's funny? Like, keep an eye out if they're filming something. You know they're filming. And then wait until the filming wraps. Yeah. And, like, get to them, like, two, three months. It was a long fight for me. No, they, they do. They all get, like, a little puppy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Totally. All right. Uh, let's see. All right. Let's talk a uh, little M. Night Shyamalan news. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan uh, is going to be working again, not just right now, but again after uh, they're done filming this next season of Servant. Uh, but Rupert Grint is getting back on board. Good. And uh, Nikki Amuka Bird. They have all joined the cast of Knight's Knock at the Cabin uh, alongside uh, previously cast Dave Bautista. Uh, so, yeah, come Who in. Is it? <laughs> Yoo-hoo. Is anyone in the cabin? So it's a reunion of uh, Shyamalan and Grint, and they're on uh, Apple TV Plus's Servant, uh, which, by the way, so I watched last night, Rochelle and I watched another two episodes of it last night. The first episode of this new season, right. I didn't like. Like, uh. I, like, it lost me. I'm like, oh, so we bailed on it for a couple weeks? I have since been reeled back into it. So uh, I've been saving them for this weekend. So okay. I'm going to do I, I I love the show. It, I, I want to find out okay. what you thought. Because right. the first episode, I'm like, oh, Did man. Did they bring Cousin Oliver in yet? No, yeah. it, just, it just fizzled. And uh, and I was like, and it took me a couple weeks to, to go back to it. And once we started watching last night, I'm like, oh, all right. Did it, all right. So I'm watching it tonight. Did it pick right up with her, with the reporter, jumping those garbage cans outside the diner? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, uh, it, it is right out of Happy Days. Yeah, I was talk- I was talking to um, Huey Dillon, and uh, he was telling me that when they were shooting, uh, they were filming a Servant Four, that they turned uh, it was the twenty one hundred block of Spruce Street. It was a fall scene, so they turned the whole block into fall. They had like pumpkins everywhere. They said so they brought in leaves, so it was like the yeah. middle. Oh, of it's winter, awesome! And it looked like fall. And he said, you know, everybody was on the set. And, wow! Yeah, yeah. He said it was really cool. At the, we'll, so far right now, again, I'm I'm happy to be not locked on where they're going. You know, I mean, it, yeah. It, uh, but so Preston, the other, you got real back in. That's yep. good. All right. Yep, absolutely. So I'm gonna so, watch tonight. And with Rupert being in town, Rupert Grint is in town filming right now. He needs to go by the Franklin Institute, go to the Harry Potter. <laughs> and what he really needs to do is come in on this show. I, I know they don't. 
We know Knight. Come on, please. Well, so, he's so, fantastic on that show. He's excellent. So I spoke to the guy who, um, who like reps all of them and, and books all the interviews and everything. And he What'd actually, he well, I think he lives in, I think he lives in Chicago. But he found us and our show when he was here in Philadelphia. So he listens. He's a fan of the show, and he's like, I would love to do this for you. He goes, It's literally Apple's rule that they yeah. can't do interviews when they're filming. Well, then I'm I don't gonna, know. then we need to talk to Tim Long. I'll, I'll reach out again and. <laughs> And see, but Rupert Grint was was uh, ate at Rosalie and Wayne. Uh, oh no, get it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So he's going out to places. He's eating. He's eating. Clearly, he he eats. Eats. What's, he can what's talk. the difference between eating talk. and being interviewed on our show? We like to eat. Yeah, <laughs> we're fans of. We food. do the connoisseur. Yeah, maybe right. maybe if we feed him dinner, he'll come here. All right, you can do that. Get, or give him wine the because the way he pounds the wine yes, on servants. Yeah. By the way, Amuka Bird is also. She was uh, working together with Shyamalan. She was in the movie Old uh, with him as well. As for Knock on the Cabin, we don't know anything about it beyond uh, these three people being in it. Did you watch Old yet? <clears throat> I did not. It's got a, again, <laughs> I didn't know exactly where it was going, and I thought it was pretty cool how, how everything turns out. I know s- some critics knocked the movie a lot, and I'm like, well, I was, I was kept, my, my attention was kept out the whole thing. Uh, so, and I love the, uh, 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 this article that I read about it, uh, that we don't know anything about this movie, uh, Knock at the Cabin, but it says, one could make an educated guess to say that there will be some twist and that Shyamalan will make a potentially distracting cameo that positions his character as someone who doesn't do much in the film, but has an enormously important role in the plot. I'll tell you this, in, we'll in, in old, he's actually one of the main characters not on the beach getting old. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, let me see. We only have time for a couple more quick things. What's important here? Uh, I found this interesting. Simon Laviv is planning to use his newfound Netflix fame to help him break into Hollywood. Sources close to the Tinder swindler. That's, yes. Yeah, that's him. Yep, he is the Tinder swindler. I reportedly told TMZ that he wants to write a book, host a dating podcast, and he's also pitched an idea for a controversial new TV show. The problem is no one else wants him to do that. His new talent manager looks to be Gina Rodriguez, all but confirmed the news in an Instagram story. Rodriguez, who is the CEO of talent management company uh, Gotini, oh, no, uh, Gitoni, uh, reposted someone else's story on her own page um, and while tagging him on it. So with the help of his new manager, he has pitched an idea for a dating show, mm-hmm. which would see women competing for his love, yeah. along with sharing dating That's do's not weird. and don'ts on a potential podcast. This guy's a criminal. In the, in the, yes, he was bilking people uh, on, on, the, uh, on Tinder. <sighs> it, it's ridiculous. And we live in a world where he could probably get a TV yeah. show, you know? And they'll pair like Rod Bogoyevich with him or something like that. God. So, anyhow. All right. And then, uh, oh, yeah. So, FX announced at uh, Atlanta TCA panel on Thursday that the Donald Glover comedy uh, Atlanta will end with season four. Uh, The show's star creator said, to be honest, I wanted to end. I wanted to end it at season two. He said, death is natural. When the conditions are right for something, they happen. And when the conditions aren't right, they don't happen. Things start to get weird. You can't do too much. The story was always supposed to be what it was. And the story, it was really us. Well, um, yeah. I I watched a couple of the shows, uh, a couple of the episodes. It is funny. It was well done. He's super talented. Uh, but I, I can see, you know, what what more is there to do with this? They Mm. did, however, did you see Preston Netflix confirmed that this is the final season of Stranger Things? No. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, well, okay, so do one more and, and done, right? Two yeah. more. 
Two more. Season four and season five. So right. they, they mm-hmm. announced okay. that this one that's coming up is season four, and then they're going to do one more season, and that will be the last one. So Man, season five is the final. We, we took a, a second dive into that whole, all three of those seasons. So good. Man, so crazy. wonderfully well done. And you know what? They could get some spinoffs out of that sure. and make it not Stranger Things, but something similar to and it. And call it not Stranger Things. Not Stranger yeah. Things. Banal thing. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, finally, Showtime released the official trailer for... No, I don't want to tell that story. Do it. The First Lady uh, with uh, Viola Davis. Hey, lady! It's fine. It's it's her playing Michelle Obama, but I thought it was a little more fun that uh, Oscar Isaac and Zoe Kravitz are scheduled to host Saturday Night Live in March. <laughs> so there you go. I only had time for one more story. Right. And then, look what I did. I fit two of them. Yeah, it's there. unbelievable. All right, so it's Friday. Movies! Oh, wow. Are opening this weekend. Let's tell you about it. <laughs> May I just jump in here for a second? Look out the window. Look at how everything is whipping around, Preston. Uh, yeah. Very windy today. Absolutely. Arc. All right, let's breeze on into the movies here. Hey! hey. hey. <laughs> Uncharted opens uh, this weekend. It's an action adventure starring Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, and Antonio Banderas. Uh, the plot is street smart thief Nathan Drake is recruited by seasoned treasure hunter Victor Sully Sullivan to recover a fortune lost by Ferdinand Magellan 500 years ago. What starts as a heist job for the duo becomes a globe-trotting white-knuckle race to reach the prize before the ruthless Mancada, who believes that he and his family are the rightful heirs. It's an hour and 56 minutes long. It's rated PG-13, wide-release theaters only. Um, Rotten Tomato score gives it a pretty disappointing 40%. I want to see it. I love those video games, and it looks like they're really trying to stay uh, true. I mean, the funny thing is that the reason I love the video games is because they're like movies. They're really theatrical. Yep. Uh, the only reason, Steve, I want to see it is I just want to see how Tom Holland gets out of that pickle where he's on the plane and then the and he's falling off yeah. and then he jumps on the plane and then the car knocks him off. That's the plane. what the video like, games are like. Yeah. I'm like, how is he going <laughs> to? Yeah, is yeah. he going to find like a parachute in the trunk of the car? Like, what's going to happen? Maybe. Here? Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre also opens this weekend. Horror mystery starring uh, Alice Krieg, uh, Elise Kate Fisher, and Nell Hudson. Uh, Melody and her teenage sister, Lila, and their friends, Dante, uh, head to the remote town of Harlow, Texas to start an idealistic new business venture. But their dream soon turns into a walking nightmare or waking nightmare when they accidentally disrupt the home of Leatherface, the deranged serial killer whose blood-soaked legacy continues to haunt oh, now you've done it. the area's residents. Hour and 23 minutes long. It's rated art streams starting today and Rotten Tomatoes score 29%. And then finally, Dog also opens this weekend starring Channing Tatum. Who's the dog now? Jane Adams and Kevin Nash. Uh, this buddy comedy follows misadventures of two former Army Rangers paired against their will on the road, uh, road trip of a lifetime. Army Ranger Briggs and Lulu the dog buckle into a 1984 Ford Bronco and race down the Pacific coast in hopes of making it to a fellow soldier's funeral on time. Along the way, uh, they'll drive each other completely crazy, break a small handful of laws, narrowly evade death, and learn to let down their guards in order to have a fighting chance of finding happiness. Aww. Running time, hour and 41 minutes long. Rated PG-13. Wide release in theaters today. Rotten Tomatoes score is a 78%. We're ready for clips now, friend. Ted K 
takes a look into Ted Kaczynski's scheduled life, secluded life, <laughs> in Lincoln, Montana, before his arrest. And here, uh, Charlto Copley, who plays the Unabomber, talks about his real-life character. Here we go. Very complex character, very extreme. You know, I don't think, personally, I don't think, I mean, everyone has their views. I don't think he's crazy. I think he's extreme, which is a difference to me. Oh, yeah, man. Ted K can be seen in select theaters and video on demand. Is that the guy we had on the yes. show one time? Okay, we Absolutely. thought it was somebody else. Yeah, we have. <laughs> District 9. We interviewed him and had no idea. We, we, yeah, got, right. we got the all the information was wrong on that interview. We, were, we thought we were talking to someone else. You know who he was? He played the um, the king in, in uh, Maleficent. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. yeah, yeah, the one who betrays her right, and everything. Betrays yeah. Her, yeah, yeah. All right, here's the next clip. To prepare for his role in Uncharted, Tom Holland binged the entire game in just a few days. In this clip, Tom describes how this game was destined to make its way to the big screen. We basically completed it in like a week because we were obsessed. And, you know, the video game is so cinematic and the story is so intriguing that it, it was obvious that it needed to be made into a film. And Uncharted is out in theaters today, as we said earlier. And there you go, your entertainment report in a nutshell, my friends. Hope you got something out to that. We have a lot of stuff going on today. A few guests joining us, things to give away. And uh, we're going to do that very bit of info. We're going to do that very bit of giving away. Yes. uh, When we return in just a second. So stay put. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Why have you asked? Foo Fighters. Shine down. Lilith Czar. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. All right, National Drink Like Wine Day. What wine reference, what film is this from? I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Figured we'd start off real easy for you. I'm going to go to Gabe for the answer. Hey, Gabe, good morning. Hi, Gabe. Are you there? Is your name Gabe? Is there a robot in the room with you? Dave? Dave? Dave. Maeve. Habe. Gabe. All right, we lost him. Uh, I need another caller. I need somebody Gabe. else. Gabe? It was Hello? Gabe. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hold on. What is your name, dude? Hello? Yeah, what's your name? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. What's your goddamn name? Oh, my name is Gabe. Sorry. Hello, Gabe. Jesus. I hate you. Gabe, we said your name like 500 times in five different ways. What's your story, dude? Uh, my story is my car is hooked up to my phone. Oh. Yeah. He, was, right. he was going through that thing when you turn on your car and it yeah. jumps from one to the other. All right, Gabe, what movie is the clip from? The Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, yeah. The Silence of the Lambs. You're correct. Wow. Hang on just a second. That was hard. Man, did we give him every opportunity. All right. Gobby. What are we giving Gabe, by the way? Uh, you know what? Listen, we'll we'll let him choose. It could be, uh, we have Stella Artois. We okay. have a Tattoo Arts Festival passes. We have Fandango tickets. See Death on the Nile press. What do you think? All right. He can pick whatever he wants All from right. that. And then just let me know which one he, he got, and then I'll give the official information out to that. Which, by the way, real quick, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass along a couple things while we're waiting for uh, that to come through. We'll do some other wine clips later on. Uh, but a shout out, if you don't mind. Yes, no uh, so this says, hey, not sure if it'll reach you in time. Uh, to read by the date, but my husband Bill is turning 40 on Friday the 25th, and I would, so that's next week. So yeah, we got it. Chance. 
Uh, and I would love to hear him uh, get a birthday shout out. We had our fourth baby at the end of November, so our plans Aww. for partying this year for our big days have gone out the windows. You can imagine we've been listening to you guys since Y100. In fact, uh, we got to attend uh, one of your very first Camp Out for Hungers at the Metroplex when you showed just one of the guys. <laughs> <laughs> Bill's a great dad uh, to our four awesome kids and works really hard for our family, and we'd love to give him a great 40th as we go into the next decade. So, uh, Also, our son Ben, whose birthday is the 18th, just turned nine, and he love you, loves you guys, too. So a shout-out to those guys. Uh, and then I got this really cute message. Marissa sent it to me. It's not a shout-out or anything like that. Uh, but a woman named Danielle Heiser had posted uh, a picture of her son. And I, I, I tried to print this up, but I only got part of the, the posting. But she said, my uh, son's 100th day of school happened, so t- he got dressed up. And he said, put on those people you always listen to in the morning. Uh, I'm an old man today, and I listen to them because they're old men. Oh my God. Oh, okay. And so I guess as he dressed up, he dressed... As he dressed like he's wearing suspenders and a bow tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cute, yeah. That's the way you dress, Preston. It's just hilarious. It's adorable, yeah. And so that's his version of dressing like an old man, and he wants that's to great. listen he's to not old Far people. off the mark. Suspenders and a bow tie. He's a little kid, so that was really cool. All right, and then uh, also a shout-out from our buddy uh, Bob Havens. Yes. Uh, diehard uh, fan and a big-time um, uh, con- contributor, I should say, to the uh, Cardboard Classic. Uh, he wants a shout-out for his son, Robbie Tomatoes Havens. He's 28 on the 24th. He grew into a great man, hard worker, great loyal friend to me and many others that know him. You guys would best know him as a six-foot-four guy hanging off the side of our cardboard sleds with one foot high in the air. Uh, make it a Tom Jones, he's asking for. And we can do that for Bob because Bob's right. just the best. So I said, uh, thanks, gang. Much love and see you around the bend. Here we go. Yeah! By the way, did you know that on our YouTube stream, when we play that clip, it uh, it cuts Ducks it out. out. Yeah, uh, we don't we don't have the rights to it. It's a song, yeah. and and oh, we wow. can't uh, play certain songs uh, on YouTube. So without... you just hear the farts. Yeah, that's it. So but not even like that short of a clip. Yeah, wow. apparently. Yeah. yeah. So we could just cut the music out. Tom Jones, by the way, I don't know. It must I... cut cut all the sound. It would I have don't know. There's no way you could excise. Just the music. Uh, by the way, we set up a listener gabe with uh, a case of Stella Artois. Save uh, save the moments in life. Artois. Enjoy Stella Artois at uh, McGurk's in Horsham, by the way. And we'll do some more giveaways uh, with that. Hey, uh, real quick. I meant to get to this story a little earlier in the week. And if, if this doesn't really go anywhere, I have some other things that we can dive into. Uh, but this was... Um, Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell, uh, they apparently have their, their kids, their daughters, sleep on, on the bedroom floor. Right. And, uh, like, some people were like, what are you doing? A kid sleeping on the floor, blah, 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 this and that. And you know what? My kids like to sleep on the floor, which is really strange. Just the floor, nothing underneath. Yeah, so my, my son, Parker, slept on the floor for the longest time. Right. He'd have a blanket, you know, but would actually, he preferred. No I'd pillow. be like, dude, get in the bed. Yeah. No No pillow? Uh, no, yeah, with a pillow and okay. everything, but I mean, but instead of a mattress right. on the floor, it wasn't uh. just sleeping bare on the floor. No, he right. and and still even today, like when I come over to your place, he'll be laying on the floor. Yeah, like just lay on likes, the floor. Yeah, and I didn't know if there are people who actually prefer to sleep on the floor as opposed to in a bed. Some people will sleep, you know, on a couch or something like that. But so, which one of your sons sleeps on the floor? floor? Parker. What's his floor number? 
<laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's an 85, okay. like his dad. There you go. I wouldn't be able to walk the next day if I slept on the floor. Just because yeah. of... Back. It's like, so, It's yeah. just so uncomfortable. Even air mattresses. Like, I remember, like, you know, when we were young, we had shore houses and, you know, you'd pile in 40 people into one house. I would always sleep on an air mattress. I think if I slept on an air mattress, I'd be, like, down for two weeks. Air mattresses suck. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. I mean, you know what? They seem like they'd be great. And, and we we got one for the shore as well to have an extra spot because yeah. you end up piling people into a house. Yeah. Who do we like least? And sleep on this. And I felt so bad for uh, the couple that we had sleeping on there because it had apparently a slow leak in it, and I didn't know that. And if you tried to sleep... On an air mattress, it has a leak. It <laughs> sucks to the nth degree. You put you two adults the, on there. You have that mosquito sound all night. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's so slow you can't even hear it, and and it just it it even if it deflates a tiny bit. Yeah, it's not comfortable. It just yeah. it's not comfortable at all. Well, they have they have those ones now that are they're supposed to be a little bit more. Um, Leak resistant and a little firmer. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're made know. for kids. Like kids, they, kids like kids them. who kids don't care. Pets aren't gonna yeah, hurt when they right. wake up. Kids in the are morning. made of jelly anyway. You stick the kids on the air mattress. Um, so I, I really don't mind sleeping on a couch. I don't mind sleeping on a couch at all. Yeah, neither does Rochelle. I yeah, hate it. I can I can totally like do nap. it. But I also in college, I almost exclusively my senior year, especially almost exclusively slept on the couch or. I had this recliner that reclined all the way back. And yeah. I, you know, I would sleep on either of those. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And that could be your going to bed I'm like, location. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to bed. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. Just going to bed club. <laughs> no, I didn't have one of those. Man, I should have. <laughs> should have had it going to bed club. Uh, yeah, so uh, my whole family, everybody can uh, sleeps on the couch, no problem. It's, it is not strange for me to come downstairs. We have a sleep number bed. Uh, I know, yeah, yeah. But, but to come downstairs and see one of my family members had slept all night on the couch, I'm like, I don't know how you do it, man. I mean, if I had to, I can. I prefer not to. And I can nap on the couch, but it all night on the couch sucks. So for all the years that I was, we were doing Y100 and I was over in that Russian efficiency apartment yeah. in media, I slept on a <laughs> on a, a futon bed, but I slept on it as a couch. So I would basically I would sleep on. Okay. You, wouldn't, the you wouldn't fold it all the way no. up. Okay, it's uh, very very austere. In my I'm going to go to uh, to Bob here. Hey Bob, good morning. Morning, you pud. Morning. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Bob? Uh, not much. Uh, I just want to say, uh, when I was a kid, I would roll out of bed a lot, and I just ended up getting used to sleeping on the floor because I never felt like getting back in bed. Right. And even now, and even now, I just, I sleep on the floor all night. Uh, I got a hardwood floor in my bedroom at home. I sleep on the hardwood. What? You sleep on hardwood? Uh, do you put a blank, yeah. you, directly on the, do you put a blanket under you uh, on the hardwood floor or just straight on the floor? No, just, all right. Just straight on the floor, uh, put a blanket over top of me. I got a nice little thin pillow to rest my head on and that's it. Wow. You sleep like a baby though? Huh? You sleep like a baby? Yeah. Okay, suckling at a large I've teat. Never been that great at sleep, but <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I sleep the best on the floor. I always so, heard that was a, like for people who are training or you know special forces or whatever that they you know that's a way to be, to toughen you up, or maybe to get used to. Yeah, you so, know, I ha- I'll have to sleep in this condition, right. so I may as well get used to it. You know what I mean? Possibly, yeah. Um, wow. All right, thanks, Bob. God bless you, bud. That's uh, I couldn't do it. Here's a text from somebody that says, "I don't own a bed, haven't for years." Forty-three year old woman, hammock. 
or floor oh every gosh. day. Hammock? I could sleep on a hammock. No. I can rest at in night. A I, yeah, I well, couldn't sleep no. all night. No, because I'm a, I'm a stomach sleeper. So yeah, right. you could, you could stomach sleeper. I got my back is killing me. Bowed all the way <laughs> back. You can snooze in a hammock. You yeah. can't sleep in a hammock. Yeah, so yeah. you know what I ended up getting a, a few years ago, and I haven't used this in a while. I saw it on Instagram. It was one of those giant. It looks like a hot dog bun that you you yes, fill. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. it's comfortable. All man. you have to do is you take this thing it's like a big garbage bag and you yep. just move air through it, close it quickly, and it becomes like an air mattress. Yeah, so but, it's but you 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 sleep in like a pocket. You do, yeah. But you can also kind of s- sit in it like a chair as well, or and make I, it look like a huge vagina. And I ended up getting it. It was it was actually really comfortable. It's good for like if you're going to like. You know, like a like an all day sort of like right. soccer tournament or something like that. It's good for something like that. Are they they meant to last or are they yeah they fall apart? Okay, no, okay. no, no, no. It's meant to last. I, I brought it with me when I went to the uh, Grand Canyon, and I w- I was like, this is what I'm going to sleep in, and yeah. then uh, I Did made they laugh this- at you. No. But the first, what I didn't realize that, the, so I tried it the first night in the Grand Canyon, but what we didn't realize, we, we set up our cots and everything right next to the canyon wall, and we had no idea that the canyon wall absorbs all that sunlight during the day and then oh. radiates that heat at night. All night yeah. So I slept terribly that first what? night. uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, so is it, this thing is meant for you to lay all the way out? Yeah. And you would take that to like a soccer uh, Yeah, because you can also of, sit in it. Okay, um, you can yeah, sit in it yeah. as well. Okay, I was going to say. Completely laying down, fully prone at a uh, at in a between games and stuff like event. that. You just That's like my dad losing. Yeah. Oh, my cousin used to. Oh. Yeah, he would take this to the beach and yeah. like lounge in it. Yeah, you know what else I saw cool. at a soccer? No, no, it was a rugby tournament this fall. Was dude an inflatable sectional couch? Ooh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. Totally awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'd bring that with me. Yeah, I've seen it, uh, inflatable bidets at sporting <laughs> no. events. Wow. Yeah, they're amazing. I, I've never seen yeah. that. Uh, here's text. says, uh, my sister broke two vertebrae uh, oh. when she was 13, now 34, and prefers to sleep on the floor because of the hardness, and it keeps her back straight. Mm. Well, for the longest time, I, I did, you know, even years before that, again, I had a very, like, a moderately thin futon mattress, and I slept on the floor. Uh, that, to me, was, that was the best. But, you know, you change. You cultivate different sensibilities. Speaking of a, a mattress on the floor, so instead of the, the uh, Kathy, the inflatable mattress, I was thinking about getting, they have, like, these trifold uh, floor mattress. Yeah. You know, it's, like, six inches thick or yeah, something like yeah. that, foam. Um, I think I'm going to try that. that? For, for your for your guests? Yeah. yeah. Yeah? Yeah, rather than an inflatable mattress. Well, I mean, listen, it's on the floor. Now, we have a guest bedroom. Yeah. But if we're having, like, you know, 12 people stay or something like that, you got to put bodies somewhere. Right. You get one of those double mattresses that is, uh, it's a lot higher off of the ground. Have you ever seen those? It's it's basically Six probably, feet up? No. No, not like that. Like three feet off the ground. Uh, the problem is storing something like that. So that's yeah, why I, I thought the folding small. one. Yeah. Because we have a storage area. Well, no, it, area, it so. folds up as well. Oh, I mean, Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Size it's, of a wallet. it's probably maybe double the size of like your other inflatable mattress. You'll have to show me that. All right, let me go to Mike real quick. Hey, Mike, good morning. Oh, hi, Mike. Oh, hi, Mike. <laughs> oh, hi, Mike. Oh, yes, we have a mic. I forgot about that. Uh, I'm going to have to find yes. that. Play it. All right, we'll, we'll find it. What's up, Mike? So I grew up in the uh, Pine Barrens here in Jersey, and when I was a kid, I would sneak out of my bedroom, and I would go and sleep in this spooky woods where the Jersey Devil lives. Like, I would sleep on the ground in piles of leaves and sticks. This was my blanket. And it freaked my parents out all the time. So this was your freaky thing that you do, and during the night you go out into the woods and sleep. Yeah. 
if my child ever did that, I would get rid of my child. Oh, you, my God. you know, there's like yes. there's like fifty horror movies where the kid does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like you're like training yourself to be a killer someday. It yes. seems like you know uh, that's odd behavior. Look at in this bag, I have a collection of cat heads. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Mike, would you, at, at what point did this uh, this behavior stop? Uh, when we moved away from the Pine Barrens. <laughs> now I'm in the city. We've, we've so got to move. Oh, yeah, just sleep in the alleyways. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> oh, yeah. fine. Wake up with some hobo playing with your toes. Oh, my God. <laughs> this little piggy went to market. And this little piggy went wee, 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 all the way home. How you doing, fella? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. That's pretty wild, Mike. All right, thank you. He would just wander out in the woods and lay on the sticks sure. and everything. There was Hi, a Mike. <laughs> there oh, there go. it is. Yeah. One more time. Hi, Mike. All right. <laughs> is that the one we want? Because no, they had all those it's mics. It's Brady Bunch. Well, the, like the guy originally thought it was, you know, oh, hey, Mark. It's Mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but we have one for Mike, so I like this. Hi, Mike. Uh, this is the old school one. Hey, Mike. Okay. Uh, I think I, we're I like Carol go. Brady. I yeah, do too. We're gonna go with Brady. Yeah. So we'll do that one more time. Hi, Mike. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So interesting. Well, thank you. I was curious about sleeping on the floor. Another thing before we move on to something sleeping else. Sleeping on the wall? No. Casey had asked me. We, we were in. Uh, Kathy was doing traffic, and and I right before that, I had gone into Bill Weston mode and started mm-hmm. talking like that. And Casey was like, "Did we ever talk about having?" A uh, an international talk like Bill Weston Day. I think we and did. I think we did. And was yeah. it going to be on Ann Gorski's birthday? Yeah, there are. Okay. They're linked up. I put it on our calendar. Okay. I'll find it. Um, but yes, they are. I believe they are now one and the same. All right. I just wanted to uh, make sure you had that confirm that we did indeed set that. Aside. Put a pin okay. in that. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll save that for. I, it. I wrote something else down. I wanted to get you guys' opinion on it, and it has. I have because I have no idea what it is, and I put it in our calendar collectively. And okay. I'm, I'll look it up. But while you're, I'll, I'll look it up and get back to you. You don't remember what it is? I don't. Okay. Um, uh, and but the Bill Weston uh, Ann Gorski thing is um, well, her actual birthday is uh, May fourth. May the fourth be with you. By the way, is this the stream of consciousness, Nur? Uh, no, I, no, we don't. We don't need another me. Not the stream it of consciousness. Could be. It could be. And then uh, the stream of consciousness, Nur. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what we would do for, uh, I mean, maybe. Some total scatterbrain well, music of some type. I was type. thinking this, maybe. Okay, maybe, uh, this is it. Another crappy subcategory character thing. Ann Gorski's not birthday. Her actual birthday is uh, in June. Her yes. not birthday is May 4th. Uh, and uh, but her actual birthday is uh, oh June thirtieth. Okay. So I have that written down, and then I'm going to figure out what the other thing. Is. Uh, so June thirtieth is when we want to do talk like Bill Weston Day. Oh wait, hold on, Marissa. Yes. Talk like Bill Weston Day is April twenty first. Oh my God. Why? Okay, why? so it wasn't Ann Gorski's birthday. I don't know why. <laughs> They're like a week apart, so I think we were on a roll between talk like Bill. Weston Day. Okay. And then a week later was Angorski Day. All right, April 21st. As long as we have that in the calendar. And, and we know. And we know. <laughs> I can't even remember to do the damn wine contest. Yeah, yeah. Thing, so. That you came up with. That I came up with. Mm. Okay. Mm. All right, uh, let's see. Here's another stream of consciousness. Oh, wait. I found it. What? The stream of consciousness. <laughs> yes, Nick. Okay, I wrote this down. Uh, this is for April 1st. 
Was the conversation from <laughs> okay. Was the conversation from August 20 I'm sorry, was the conversation from October 25th about the winter weather accurate? Question mark. Revisit that conversation and then we're supposed to do that on April 1st, but I don't know what that means. Okay. I like when you leave notes for yourself and yeah. you cannot <laughs> you decipher what, what they mean. mean. So that, but that's why I brought it up. Maybe you guys know or maybe one of the listeners knows. Wait, the, I, I think the we carp were... is in the hat box? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I think we were making predictions for okay. how severe the winter would be. All right. And, but I just don't remember what those predictions were. I know that mine was um, a less potent one because in general... What we've heard is that it's going to be pretty good. And so far, right. it's been pretty good. So maybe that's when we're going to revisit it, like yeah. April 1st. And we'll be officially be in spring at that point. Right. We can look that up. All right. All right. So, yeah, Zabadabba. You guys uh, want the uh, Kim Kardashian-Pete Davidson uh, breakup? I think I, I've already lost. I've lost that. Yeah, Steve, you had uh, January 15th. Casey, yeah. of June 1. I have uh, the end of this month. I have February 27th. Marissa's out. I think I said the uh, this autumnal uh, equinox. No, the vernal. vernal equinox. Yeah, Preston goes uh, the beginning of spring. So yeah. uh, Preston's still in the running. Casey, you're looking pretty good. I am. Kathy, you have May 15th, so you're still in it as well. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm the end of this month, but I don't think I'm going to win. Right. May okay. 15th. Wait, I gave like a specific date. Yeah, <laughs> we had to pick specific dates. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> 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 All I can't even spit another story out. Yeah, sorry. All right. Um, this is for Kathy. Oh, <laughs> a bat falcon has been spotted the the first time in the United States. I thought it was like really I am good. The bat falcon. Uh, the bird was observed in. Tell the- me, do you like hybrid animals? <laughs> you will. Uh, in December, at the Santa Ana National Wildlife Refuge in South Texas. It's so what a makes shame. it a bat falcon? Yeah, it's a shame because it's not a bad looking bird. It just has stupid colors. What are you talking about? Stupid colors. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's got these get great. Wood. Black and white stripes across its breast and no, then it's brown at the bottom. Back. I can't have an opinion. No. Your opinion is just harsh, man. <laughs> Listen, if you're it harsh was, in this bird's if buzz. If it was like tropical colors and it was here, that would be great. It's, Let, what, it's like every other bird. Do you actually black. like birds with tropical colors? Like like uh, parrots and stuff like that? Uh, parrots are kind of dumb. I mean, they're pretty looking, but they're <laughs> so, so just besides their intellect, you, you the colors, do you find them pleasing? Yeah, the colors are good. Okay. How about the like a snowy owl? Big, white, Ooh. beautiful bird. Yeah. Okay. Do you like see? the songs of Anne Murray? Snowbird. <laughs> Snowbird. Uh, so anyhow, the Fish and Wildlife uh, National Service has shared photos and said everyone that can catch a glimpse is looking at this bat falcon right now. Bat has been crazy. The first rec- recorded time that a bat falcon has ever been seen in the United States. Uh, the bird. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Uh, the bird, which usually weighs uh, 4.8 to 8.5 ounces, typically breeds in Mexico as well as Central and South America. Olay. Uh, they said, uh, judging by the thickness of the uh, tarsus and beak, it appears to be a male. What was that? Uh, there was a bird that was drawing a tremendous, what was it, a duck, a tremendous amount of attention in Central Park in New York. Do you remember that bird? Yes. Yeah. There it was, was a very exotic then, bird. Then there was this uh, Russian eagle. I'm Russian. That had been found yeah, in the U.S. Yeah. for the first time. Nick, and it was one of the coolest looking birds I've ever seen. And I think it's the largest 
of the Eagles. Whatever I defecate on, I kill. It was pretty damn awesome. I have a bat story for you. So there's our, we have a lot of bats in our area, and we see them all the time. If it's a nice night out, you're outside. Around dusk, right? Yeah, you see them. Um, So I went outside around dusk. This was uh, just after Christmas, and I was redoing my uh, Christmas planters, and I was making them winter planters, okay? So I had to cut some extra greens, and I have this big, huge tree in my backyard. It's beautiful, and it's perfect for this. So it was light out when I went out there. I cut them. I did all the planters, and I needed a few extra. So it started. It was getting dark, and so I went back out, and I'm cutting. And I, I don't like to cut it big gaps in the tree, right. so I was kind of going in the tree and getting some mm. of the... Mm. A freaking bat <laughs> flew out. I almost died. Oh, I would love to oh, see that. Screaming like a <sighs> lunatic. <laughs> Jace came running to the door. He was like, Mommy, are you okay? What happened? Did it fly out towards you? Oh, towards me. Out. Oh, my God. I heard its freaking <laughs> wings flapping. It was awful. It was so terrible. Bats are fascinating. They're, it's, they're great because they, they eat tons of mosquitoes. Yep. Uh, well, but and that we, flying. The way I know. They, the way they, they fly the, like, is so zipping. wild. Yep. I told you it's, guys the story where I had real to, sporadic. When I was yeah. over in Manny, I, I went up, to, uh, you know, going up to bed. It's a work night. I'm going to be getting up early, so I go up. I open up the door to my to my bedroom. <laughs> There's eight cats <laughs> on my bed, oh, just, no. just looking in unison like some sort of performance team. And I'm like, what the f? And there, there's a bat in the room. Uh huh. My cat brought a bat in <gasps> one time when I was a kid. Oh, uh, no. Sneakers was our cat. And uh, he brought it into the kitchen, and we didn't know what it was. We thought it was a little baby yeah. bunny, right? So we're like, oh, my God, it's a little baby bunny. Ah! There's a bat! <laughs> my they mom are cute, actually... though. I, I've rescued more bats yeah. out of the house. I did. So I remember Casey one time <clears throat> got the bat. I, you, know, you don't know if they're going to bite you, so I had a pair of, like, you know, uh, yeah. work gloves on so that right. it couldn't pierce that. Preston, I go right up to the screen. <laughs> screen doors open. I go, throw it out. And it was like the most immediate boomerang. Right back in. Oh, no. oh, it hit the screen and came right back in. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah like, you do have to be careful because they can be rabid. Well, so, and do they get mad? Like, would they attack? They're very, they're, they're actually very. No. No, no not aggressive. You, they're, they're, they're okay. I mean, they, they eat a lot of mosquitoes and they do their thing. Okay. They're much more afraid of you than you are of them. Okay, all right. All right, <laughs> going back to the birds that have been spotted, we have a guy who knows uh, a thing or two. Stream of consciousness nerd. He says he's, he's a bird nerd, okay. uh, and his name is Preston, by the oh. way. Hey, Preston, good morning. Hey, what's going on, Preston? Yo, buddy. Uh, so, <laughs> you know a thing or two about birds, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the mandarin duck was actually in Pennypack Park in Philly. Oh, oh, okay. And that was about two months ago. Super rare. Like, probably not, you know, not supposed to be there. Now, that's a pretty bird. Oh, it's gorgeous. It it, it, it resembles another duck that's oh around God, a wood duck, nipples. but it's really, really cool. Yeah, that is a, then, no, we're looking at, uh, right now, uh, Preston, it's gorgeous. That's yep. cool looking. Yeah, yeah, but it, it actually died. Oh. oh. So, probably yeah. doesn't look as good right now. <laughs> They it looks more why. like a drumstick. I'm going to tell you a story about a dead duck in a moment, but, but go ahead, Preston. I'm going to let you the finish. The one was the, the Stellar's Eagle, which is the big eagle that you're talking oh, about. Yeah. And that's up in Maine right now. And again, that's not supposed to be here. That traveled all the way from eastern Russia. Yeah. Wow. and it's, Holy hell, we're looking at a picture of it. I'm telling you, is that not a badass-looking bird, it looks man? Like a cartoon. It's, it's the second largest, second largest eagle in the world. I am first largest. It's wow. It's huge. It's, and it's still up in 
in Maine, and um, people are traveling all over the country to see it. But it flew across the oh. entire uh, North America to get there, which is again ridiculous. Hey, Preston, question: Do you go to if if you're are you a birder? Do you go out and view birds, or do you just learn about them online? No, I go. I just got back from an eagle watch up in Lackawas. Why didn't you write Kathy? Question: yeah, yeah. Do you go to the the villas in uh, in Southern Jersey after the horseshoe yeah. crabs mate? Uh, no, I've never done that. So apparently, right so after, it happens sometime in June. So they yeah. mate and they they leave all of this debris, as you'd imagine, a lot, okay. a lot of them die, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, eggs and so on. So food. And it draws birds that aren't supposed to be in this area, really, uh, for a short amount of time that come and feed on that. It's supposed to be like a birder's paradise. Wow. Well, you guys, got, you guys got a long show. I could talk about birds all. Well, the time. <laughs> before you hang up, I have two. One. I have yeah. two quick questions, one. actually, Preston. Uh, do you do you own the Sibley Guide to Birds? Do you like using that? The what? The Sibley Guide for Birds? Yeah, oh, absolutely. David Sibley's the biggest guy in bird. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then uh, have you ever been to the Bird Sanctuary in Cape May? Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, absolutely, yes. All right, you guys, have, obviously, you have a tread yeah. same uh, bird yeah. ground. The other, now, the other the other real last one, there's a snowy owl in Lancaster. Nobody's going to tell you where it is, but that's another rare bird. Wow, All right. okay. Uh, my last question for you here, Preston, is this one. I thought when I was driving in Broomall two weeks ago that I saw a bald eagle. Is that possible? 100%. Okay. Yeah, 100%. I, I've actually seen one uh, on the Google Expressway driving home three times over the last two weeks. 100%. So, they're, they're everywhere yeah. now. Yeah, we, right. we have a nest everywhere. nearby us. Yeah, it's so huge. just, yeah. Uh, you know, when you're driving the Schuylkill Rivers on your right-hand side before you get to Conshohocken, I've seen it three yep. times in the same spot. Yep, and that they're probably lifers. They're probably building a nest. Their, their comeback is amazing. That's John cool. Hines, um... Wildlife refuge yeah, yeah. near the airport, yeah, Preston, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, both Preston, Preston's. Uh, there, there is, um, uh, there, there, there as well. Yep. Ab- yeah. No, seriously, they're everywhere. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Preston. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right, guys. All right, here, here's my dead duck story. So, right. uh, my dad, you know, grew up. He was a hunter, and uh, 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 he would go duck hunting on occasion. And one time, he, uh, Kathy, <laughs> talk about a beautiful bird. He killed a wood duck. And the male version is, I think it's the male version, beautiful colors, just stunningly gorgeous, kind of like the one that, that we just uh-huh. saw, that mandarin duck. And my dad killed it. I guess he had an intention to someday have it stuffed and mounted. He stuck that thing in our freezer, and it stayed there for <laughs> 10 years probably. <laughs> and you go to get your ice cream, and there's the dead duck, duck right next to it oh, in yeah. our freezer all the time. <laughs> I did, Duck. That was Duck Hunt, right? Yeah. So at, you could not taxidermy something that had been frozen for 10 years, correct? I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. Who knows? I mean, I, you, it, it, I, I, and again, <laughs> we do have a woman who listens to us who's a taxidermist, right? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So, well, so right. could, you, could you conceivably take... Uh, to me, I think you'd want to uh, jump on a... If you're going to get an animal taxidermied as soon as possible. I would think I don't so, think freezing don't something for a decade can help in the way it's going to look. Yeah, I mean, essentially, they, they just take the skin, and then they, they create a, a and model. And a nice Chianti. They, <laughs> they create a model, and then they put it over that. But uh, but you have to treat. The, the skin has to be treated uh, and all that, so it doesn't, you know, decay. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm not really sure. But all I know is we had that freaking dead duck well, in thank, thank God he hadn't gone moose hunting. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Why don't you forget <laughs> moose? For a moment. I can't. Next to my ice cream. The stream of consciousness. Uh, is that all we have time for? Yeah. Because yeah, we have a guest coming up. So for, so that's a new one. The stream of consciousness nerd. Uh, just randomly throwing stuff out at you. Uh, but I do want to take a break because we I, today's bizarre file 
very bizarre. All right. Lots of effed up stories. I tried to sandwich good stories in between very disturbing stories. But We need that. Really interesting stuff here. Uh, when we come back as well, we're going to talk to Tom Zeller, who is the CEO of Imagine Exhibitions. They're the ones that have created the Harry Potter exi- exhibition that opened State Frank Lens to. It went to a special preview yesterday. With Marissa. Yes, it did. So uh, we'll talk to him when we get back as well. Stay put. We'll be back in a moment. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Acme Markets is making your grocery shopping and saving easier than ever. Download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Use it to view the weekly ad, clip digital coupons, redeem rewards, and to shop in-store, delivery, or drive up and go. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, and then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, we're looking for somebody to identify this wine clip. I'll tell you where. Someplace warm. A place where the beer flows like wine. Where beautiful women instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. And Anthony's going to take a crack at it. Yo, Ant, good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. How you doing? We're great. All right, what movie is that from? Dumb and Dumber. You got it, buddy. Hang on the line. Actually, Casey, I'm, I said I was going to give him this. Oh. So is that okay? Yeah, sure. Uh, no, it's not okay because it says he wants a case of Stella. <laughs> yeah. So we'll do that. All right. Stella! We're going to give him a case of Stella Artois, and you can savor the moments in life. Artois, enjoy Stella Artois at McGurk's in Horsham. Hey. Ample stories today, and uh, they go from messed up to less messed up. All right. Uh, well, we're prepared now. Back and forth. So we'll start in North Carolina. This uh, uh, There's a death involved, but it gets worse as we go along. But one person is dead after a plane crash involving a tractor trailer shut down the southbound lanes of I-85 Wednesday afternoon in North Carolina. According to the FAA, a twin-engine Beechcraft Baron crashed into a tractor trailer. Uh, and it's it like happened, a movie stunt. Yeah, it happened near the Davidson County Airport, and the plane crashed shortly after takeoff. Uh, the FAA and the National Transportation Safety Board will investigate. Injuries have not yet been reported for the driver of the tractor trailer. Imagine calling up your insurance company. Yeah. Get yeah. hit by a plane. Get hit by a plane. Yeah, right, exactly. All right, uh, a man on a flight from Salt Lake City to Portland faces a federal charge accusing him of trying to open an emergency exit during the flight. We're up very high. Also, he can apparently share his views on COVID-19 vaccines. Michael Brandon DeMar was charged on Saturday in Oregon's federal court with interfering with a flight crew. On February 11th, 
Uh, DeMar was on Delta Flight 1580 when witnesses say he removed the plastic covering of the emergency exit handles and pulled on the handle with his full body weight. Now, you can't get those things open while they're in the air because it's pressurized, but still, man, a flight attendant told Demir to stop touching the handle, and he complied. Demir was taken to the back of the plane where, okay, where he was seated and physically restrained. Uh, Four passengers were asked to keep an eye on him. Okay. Uh, There were no reports that Demir appeared to be intoxicated or under the influence of drugs. And when the plane landed in Portland, police took him into custody. Charging documents state that he admitted to grabbing the handle on the emergency exit. So, quote, other passengers would video him, thereby giving him the opportunity to share his thoughts on COVID-19 vaccines. So he did this. Hoping that people would film him it doing that. It was performative. There you go. It was a performance There you art. go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I call this one attempting to open up the door during flight. Uh, DeMar is currently on probation in Oregon for a previous DUI conviction, and he was also convicted of criminal mischief in 2021. He made He's already got a show on Netflix, President. An appearance in court <laughs> yeah. on Monday and was ordered to remain in custody until his next court hearing. He's okay. The, he's the new tender swindler. This is the most disturbing story we have. Uh, a Louisiana middle school teacher will face a sentence of 41 years in prison after pleading guilty to a slew of sex crime charges, including giving her students cupcakes laced with her then-husband's semen. Oh, my God. What? (gasps) Yeah, you heard right. What? This story is insane, and it's horrible. Uh, And delicious. uh, Cynthia Perkins accepted a plea deal on Monday. Hours before jury selection was set to begin for her trial, which resulted in the dismissal of 68 charges. An agreement to testify against her ex-husband, disgraced sheriff's lieutenant, Dennis Perkins. The former Westside Junior High School teacher pleaded guilty to second-degree rape, producing child pornography, and conspiracy <sighs> mauling, uh, m- mingling of harmful substances. I mean, like, the, the cupcake thing was, like, the least of what they did, oh. to be honest. Cynthia, what is the special ingredients in these cupcakes, love? No, it's semen. Uh, <laughs> Cynthia and Dennis were arrested in 2019 on more than 150 sex crime charges, including uh, abusing children, a child together. It's what a disgusting couple. Prosecutor said that they received the blessing from the juvenile fam- victim's family to accept the plea deal, knowing that 40 years is a pretty long time in prison. They added that the three charges Perkins pleaded guilty to were representative of what she had done. Uh, the two were arrested in October 2019 when authorities found a photo of the pair naked with a minor after receiving a tip uh, from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Dennis, who was fired from the sheriff's office following his arrest, was indicted on 78 felony counts. He had worked in the sheriff's office since 2002 and was head of the SWAT team when he was arrested. Uh, Cynthia, who resigned from her junior high school teaching job the day she was arrested, was hit with 72 felony counts in the indictment. So she had also filed for divorce shortly after her arrest, (laughs) alleging that Dennis had manipulated her into committing the crimes. The prosecution argued that her testimony would be extremely helpful uh, to their case. And uh, Spokes added that uh, testifying gives Cynthia the opportunity to tell her side of the story of what happened as being uh, part of bringing Dennis Perkins to justice. Uh, so they have a bunch of lawsuits that are against them as well. Uh, some of them have to do with the baked goods. All right, good question. Yes. If these cupcakes were really good. Oh, shut Stop up. It. And you found Stop, out halfway through. Okay. One of the complaints alleged that, that the father of a student who ate the contaminated cupcakes has fallen into debilitating depression over of the Of course. And has not been able to find gainful employment. Another one says that uh, some of the kids have been afflicted by mental health and behavioral problems and have not been able to sleep since the cupcake incident. So, yeah, that's well, insanely disturbing. How about a lighter story, folks? Please. A drunk woman, barred from boarding a plane in Orlando International Airport, managed to lead police on a chase when she took off 
on her motorized suitcase. Oh my god! Oh, these yeah. things these things look like a lot of fun. They do, but the, but the chase is hilarious. Uh, police body cam footage shows. 32-year-old Chelsea Alston uh, being chased by an officer who rode a bicycle during the pursuit inside the airport. <laughs> Prior to the pursuit, footage shows the officer approaching the woman after getting complaints from airport staff. She was intoxicated and causing disturbance. Kathy to like walking alongside her <laughs> while waiting to board a flight in New York. Uh, when the officer uh, told her that she could not board the plane intoxicated, the woman began yelling at the officer before climbing onto her suitcase and taking off as if it was a scooter. I'm out in 5,000. It's estimated her suitcase could move at about 10 miles per hour. Oh, my God. Uh, and after Alston ended up in an area she was not supposed to be in, and then she refused to move, she was arrested at that point, and uh, they took her away. You think we could do, like, uh, suitcase races? Sometimes? I would love to. Oh, that'd be I would, awesome. With those? Yeah. Oh, man, they look fun. All right, and that's all we have time for in the Bizarre File. More good stories are coming up a little bit later on. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. We're going to give you a peek into the Franklin Institute's Harry Potter exhibition. We're going to talk to the CEO of the group that put this together. His name is Tom Zeller. Uh, so we'll talk to him, and we also have coming up a little later on Ted Alexandro. It's going to be at Helium Comedy Club this weekend. Stay put. We'll be back in a moment. Join the MM Army Saturday at noon at Xfinity Live for Cupid's Undie Run, the nation's largest underwear run and pantless party for charity. 100% of net proceeds fund research through the Children's Tumor Foundation. Click events at WMMR.com for complete details. Our next guest is on to talk about the Harry Potter exhibition at uh, the Franklin Institute, but uh, his credentials are pretty amazing. Like, he handled the Jurassic World exhibition, the Excellent. Real Bodies exhibition, which is pretty intense, yeah. man. I've seen amazing. Hunger Games, Star Trek exhibition, Titanic, all that stuff. All great. And now, the Harry Potter exhibition is at the Franklin Institute. Marissa and I went there for a preview yesterday, blown away by how awesome this is. It's where I'm wearing my Slytherin t-shirt today. <laughs> Uh, so, please welcome the CEO of Imagine Exhibitions via Zoom this morning. And by the way, you can take a peek if you're watching us on YouTube and see the inside of the ex- exhibition. Uh, this is Tom Zeller. Hey, 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 hey. hey, Tom, good morning. Good morning, Preston. How are you? We're oh, doing good, man. All right, so we're we're watching this Zoom right now, and we don't see you. Is that are are you filming oh, what we're watching? That's because I'm in I'm in the place. You want to see me? I thought there I thought you it are. Was way more interesting to see the exhibit than me. Oh, I'm telling you, man, it's pretty amazing. So it looks like and and uh, Marissa and I had the Tom gave us the walkthrough yesterday. Very cool, which was so cool. You're in that very first room that you go into, yeah. and I, I what I want to um, impress upon people is how immersive and interactive this whole thing is because you guys have gone to great lengths to make sure that you can not just see these things but actually kind of uh, interact with them as well. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. in so that- you've got, you, you get a little uh, wristband that, uh, that you wear on your wrist and you can tap into a bunch of little interactive areas that track you and what you do as you're going through the experience. It's really cool. Yes, we're watching uh, Tom walk through right now, and and all the paintings are alive on the walls. That's great. Uh, as soon as you walk in the first room, it's the Marauders map that's all around you, and if you never know, your name might pop up as being one of those on the Marauder map, right. Marauder map as well. Uh, and you know what? How long did did it take for you guys, uh, Tom, to put this exhibit together? Because it looks like it was painstakingly pieced. Yeah, it took a, it took a little more than two years to do it. So we've been working on it for a long time. Uh, and it, it, you know, it, it, it does. It feels like it took ten years, but wow. um, it, uh, it's. We've got incredible detail. You know, I'm in this room now. That's the 
the houses we call it. So if you're a Slytherin or you're a Ravenclaw <laughs> or you're a Hufflepuff or you're a Gryffindor, everybody's represented. You know, when you go into the Gryffindor, we've got um, costumes from our, you know, our three big ones here, Ron and Hermione and uh, Harry, all from the films. We've got the sort of Gryffindor, uh, all this great design detail. It really, you know, brings it to life with the, with the real props and costumes and then our sort of recreated settings um, that, that make it, you know, just really cool. And then you go up to these little digital interactives, like this thing over here is a real sorting hat. Then you can go to these things and get your own little hat. You, you took your picture here yesterday. Yep, I, think, I did. Yep, right? yep. Um, so you, you have this little wristband thing I'm wearing on my hand. Oops, somewhere here. Let's see what we got. It's funny doing radio when you're talking on, uh, <laughs> when you're looking at TV. <laughs> but this wristband, is, it's RFID, so it tracks you as you go through. And then we, like, at the end, you get these little memories that come to you. So it's a really, it's a really cool way to have some. You know what's cool great about this, uh, uh, Tom, is that the, the, um, the books, the movies, you know, and I, I come in on, on the movie side, but there, that is a world that from the second you enter it, you would really like to at some point enter that world at some level. So anything yeah. like this that can give you, put you in the ballpark of what it would be like to live in that, you know, that world uh, and, and be a part of this. I, I, we can see it. I'm just seeing it right now. The, 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 as president cool? Yeah. Oh, and, and the, the attention to detail is what it's about, but You've got to be thrilled to see the the sense of whimsy come over people as they walk through it, even in the advance, and just see what it's about. Because I don't think people are ready for what we're seeing right here. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's it's amazing when people um, they they aren't expecting this either. When you come in, you know this room takes you to the great hall. Right, you're here. Yeah. Uh, it, there's pumpkins floating in the air behind me. Right. There's candles up in the ceiling. It's really, it's it's a magical thing. And then you support it with McGonagall's costume, which is awesome, right? And Stuart Craig's drawings behind. So we're really talking about how they bring the movies to life. We have all these series of galleries. This is the Wands Gallery right here, where um, we've got these oversized 10-foot-tall wands. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, here's, you know, Dumbledore's Elder Wand here, right? And then inside the case is the real wand from the film that he used. Yeah. So you've got this sort of very cool, these, these cool rooms, and yeah, it's it's awesome. I'm, I'm the, I'm the proud owner of, of three wands myself, so I, <laughs> yeah. I'm certainly. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I own a, a set of Harry Potter pajamas and, and a wand, uh, and Tom, I'm really looking forward. I'm, I'm going to be visiting next week. I can't wait to come come in and see. I was a little jealous of Preston and Marissa's ability to go yesterday. Um, so I'm curious. Yeah, they like, got some. Uh, they were in the gift shop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah. so how do you go about like getting licensing from the movies and and from the J.K. Rowling people? Like how does all of that happen? And were you able to get all of these props, get the actual um, things that were used in the movies to be a part of this exhibit? Yeah, so in our case, we uh, we have a license with Warner Brothers. And Warner Brothers made all the movies. And so that's, you know, there's, we, we are, our, our, everything visual that the world knows about is from those movies, right? And so Warner Brothers licensed the, the book rights to take the book and, our first movie in our show is called Page to Screen. So we have a, a first edition book that sits there for people to look at. But this, we're all about the visual uh, experience, right, and bringing it to life. So our relationship with Warner Brothers. And then we work closely with their team and their archives department for all the, you know, all these props and costumes. These are these are from the films, right? Here's Snape's robe. Yeah. Wow. Um, you've got Horace Slughorn. And then we then and recreated all this other stuff to make it look 
some stuff. We have authentic props and costumes, but then we have all this dressing around it. Right. So we make like this potion table, and awesome. they give us all the authority to do that. So it's 100% authentic. They check us and double check us and make sure that we're doing it the right way, too. Well, let me ask you, because you take on something like this, and you've taken on your fair share of things where the fandom certainly known to be very precise and picky. And so did this present you with a conga line of nightmares that you were getting everything right? Because there's always someone who's going to tell you you missed something. Yeah, I mean, I would say that... um that at least all these projects have their the other ups and downs. The, yeah. the great thing about this brand is that it's so vibrant, right? You've got like you have so much to work with. Like this is the herbology room. Because it was great in the movies, we can make it great for people, right? So it's yes, there's you want to make sure that the mandrake looks like the mandrake ah, and screams the right <laughs> way, right? But you know, but you, we can do it because it's so, it was so well done in the movies. It mm-hmm. makes our job easier, right? Yeah. Uh, this is Preston's favorite room, I think, yesterday. Yes. He really liked this room. This is the divination room, and it's yeah. it's just all bathed in red. And, and the way that Tom and the group has uh, lit everything and created audio in each room and sometimes things like smoke and steam and stuff like that, it just brings it all home. And that surrounded with the actual artifacts, with the actual... I, I loved as well, Tom, the um, uh, from the uh, uh, Goblet of Fire, uh, the Triwizard yeah. Cup uniforms that they all wore. I thought that yeah. was amazing. Here's, Those are actually... They're, here, we're looking at it right now. That is the... the uh, that's the Goblet of Fire. Wow. And then to the left there are all the outfits that each one of the, the champions wore. And they're actually from the movie. Cool. It's impressive. Yeah. Like you see the, you know, you see the costume detail, the the rips from when you know Harry and uh, was on the ground inside the hedge maze, right? Yep. Uh, here's another have a picture of him. So it's it's it yeah, it brings it to life, right? This is the, the it, it's what's great is we have this mix of sort of creative, immersive experience, but then you have the real props and costumes that bring it to life. And by the way, oh, we have a dragon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, that's dragon. wild. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this: This couldn't happen at a better time. First off, the fan fandom is 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 crazy and, and you know committed to begin with. But just the anniversary reunion that aired on uh, HBO Max was so nostalgic and so emotional for so many people with these movies and the consistent quality. So the timing could not be better. Yeah, it's true. It, it, there's this. There's a. It's, it's sort of. It's ingrained in us, right? It's part of our culture now. Right? Twenty years. You think about it, it's a long yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, we're looking at, uh, you're walking into uh, Hagrid's area, Hagrid's home, uh, and uh, it's funny, he goes, yeah, sit in that chair over there, and I sit down, and it's gigantic, <laughs> uh, and it feels weird, because I'm really tall, but my feet couldn't touch the ground uh, while sitting on it, and you can you can try these things out and, uh, and get totally deep into them uh, while they're there, uh, and by the way... Um, how long is the uh, exhibit uh, running, Tom? How much time, or how long will you guys be in uh, for yes. people to come and access? So first thing, I want to make sure people know, we are sold out this weekend. It's okay. very popular. So, uh, But we have lots of time because we're here until September. Oh, wow. Uh, so that's a long run. So we're here until September 18th. But I would just say to people, it's the pre-sales are very strong. It's, uh, you know... People want to play Quidditch, right? So you <laughs> yeah. got to be ready um, to uh, to just plan ahead. Make sure you check online. The tickets are t- they're done by time slots, so you can see if it's available. I will say to people like during non weekend and non summer or holiday, 
weekdays are going to be great. We are open in the evening. We're open during the day. So there's a lot of chance to do it. I just, I just plan, you know? Hey, is that the snitch I hear in the background? Because I keep hearing this sound. That is a snitch. Exactly okay, right. I thought so. Right. Right. Yeah, there's, there's a snitch right there. Oh, okay. right there, I'm yes! The I'm in the Quidditch, and yeah. there's a big snitch right there. Nice. Awesome. All right, well, listen, we know yeah. you got to run, Tom, because you're, you're doing press like crazy today, because this is the world premiere of this. Yes, this it is. is. Tour around the world, yeah. but stop number one in Philadelphia, and we're so yeah. lucky to have something like that. Uh, in our area. Well, it's cool. Look, Tom, I'm coming back down. I'll, I'm going to bring friends. We're going to go hey, again look, for sure. you got your Slytherin shirt on. I, I do, right? <laughs> and yeah, I got a Gryffindor right mug. Thank you. Oh, here's a shocker. Nice. There's a big uh, there's a big souvenir shop at <laughs> oh, the end of it all. They're doing that now? Oh, they're doing that <laughs> now. You can get your butter beer. You can get all kinds yeah. of stuff. So, uh, Alright, Tom, yeah. thanks for the walkthrough. We appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we'll see you again soon, because you're going to be in Philly for a while. That's right. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Harry Potter, the exhibition.com. Check it out. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Tom yeah. Seller, guys. And it's, um, yeah, you get in the world. You you get in there. And if, you, what you if, want. if you're not going to be able to go to, say, Universal, because that's a really hefty price to go and do that whole thing, um, I think it's like... Um, I think it's like thirty bucks. Uh, some of the the tickets uh, for this. It depends on the date and time. Yeah. Uh, but it, I was surprised at how uh, affordable it is <clears throat> to go. Now they do it right. I mean, I've, I've yes. loved I've loved all the stuff that they've done. Talk about that Titanic exhibit and all those other things. The the key is immersive. Yeah. Yeah, Preston, it was like forty uh, $43 to do it during the day, and you get to tour the Franklin as well, too, yes. so it's a double ticket. Right. And then if you go in the evenings when uh, the museum is closed and you just go to the exhibit, that was $30. Okay. And those are weekday prices, so it is tangible. Yeah, totally. But it was um, it was something else, man. And Marissa, not even all that familiar uh, with the Harry Potter world, and she was digging every yeah, bit of it. And- it was- yeah, there's uh, there's his. Uh, you get to. I, I laid in his bed under, underneath the stairs. Oh, wow. So we have a closet that looks exactly like that. Oh. Yeah, that we so we call that our Harry Potter closet, dude. And so it, it opens up in, in and you come around the corner at the end and you go into the you go into the souvenir shop and I'm like, man, yeah, really. <laughs> I'm like, I want all this stuff. <laughs> and as I'm looking at some of it, I'm like, ooh, you know, the robes and stuff. So- I'm like, come on, dude. What are you doing? Well, you that? know, like when you go to, to Universal, mentioning Universal, oh. the mirror is talking to you. Oh, my God. And, and, and uh, yeah, all of that stuff, all of that interactivity is really awesome. So I bought a Slytherin Quidditch shirt, which I'm wearing now. And I'm not really Slytherin. I'm I'm Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. I've, I've determined that, okay. that that would be Is there a sorting hat? Sorted. There is, but you don't get to put it on or uh, anything like there's that. There's a website. That, that will, um, it'll sort you. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Pornhub.com. Okay. I, I like, I like yeah. the way the Slytherin stuff looks. I, think, right. I like green. I think it's cool looking. So I got that. I did get a Gryffindor mug that I have here now, and I've switched over to that, and I'll start using that. It's got all four houses on yeah, it. Put but that next to your uh, Roy Kent mug. I will, yes. <laughs> yeah, same one in the same. same Terry saying, F you. Um, but it was really cool, man. That's cool. It was, uh, it's, um, you, you definitely want to go see I this. I want to get to this. I want to get back to Universal for the Harry oh. Potter. You know, the, it's it's so cool. And again, one of the greatest um, roller coaster rides I've ever been on is is Universal, but this right here, when they set their mind to recreating and creating a world at the Franklin, mm-hmm. it's great. It's awesome. Yep, I agree. All right, so uh, we have uh, Ted Alexandro who's going to be joining us a little bit. Do we have some time to yeah, do a some little bit other of time? Things? Yeah, yeah. Yo, ever heard of Jerk Me? <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm wondering if we should do the connoisseur to make sure. Or are you the oh, time to killer? Her. Just, no, not the time to killer. Her. <laughs> I think we should do the connoisseur. Oh, okay. Uh, because there are some. If we don't get a chance to do it later on, I would we'll feel bad because there are some things I definitely want to get into. So uh, let's dive into the world of food and drink, and we'll start with drink. Uh, Coca-Cola's new flavor is uh, being released, and the idea is out of this world, or at least it's supposed to be. It's called Coca-Cola Starlight. Okay. A new limited edition version of the classic soda that comes in regular and zero sugar. Uh, and after deciding to discontinue half of its portfolio a few years ago, uh, getting rid of outdated but beloved drinks, including Tab and Adwala. I don't remember Adwala. Don't know Adwala. Uh, I thought that was Black Panther's sister. They have uh, focused on promoting its core product, Coke. And Starlight is the first beverage from the Coca-Cola creations. But what is Starlight? What flavor? Well, we don't know. That's okay. the thing. So unlike cherry or vanilla, we don't really know what it's supposed to taste like. So Redditors, who spotted images of the new product online a few months ago... Uh, shared some theories about the new flavor. Some say that they spotted the mysterious new product on retailer websites ahead of the official launch. And um, one guessed raspberry because a quick Google search says that space tastes like raspberries. And according, astronomers think that the center of the galaxy may taste like raspberries and smell like rum. What? I don't uh, know where that comes from. That's real? I guess so. Um, so, have you guys, You obviously, have seen those... Who's their taste tester, Gary Lauer? The soda machines that you can basically make any yes, flavor yes, yeah. soda that you yeah. want. Okay. Yep. Um, I just wondered if, I don't, they have, I know they have orange and cherry and vanilla. Right. Um, they're they're gonna have yeah, but yeah. Th- so, they're, they're obviously, this is their, their thing. They're saying the universe tastes like raspberry, and so they're adding a little bit more panache to the However, smell of it. More recently, a YouTuber tried the product, noted aftertaste of... Sick! <laughs> it was rocky. I had no idea. I, mean, I, tried, I never tasted space before, though I'm very intrigued. <laughs> I didn't take it in. <laughs> it's sick! Uh, so, apparently... Apparently... Another Redditor said that there were, he tasted notes of chocolate and graham cracker. And that led another Redditor to guess that the flavor is actually s'mores. Okay. And on Thursday, Coca-Cola finally cleared up the mystery, sort of. The company's explanation is, Starlight is inspired by space, has notes reminiscent of stargazing around a campfire, as well as cooling sensation that evokes a feeling of a cold journey to space. So it's the s'mores thing would fit in with the campfire. It would. might fit so in with So it's Starlight, as in you're on Earth looking up, not that it tastes like a meteor. Apparently, exactly. right. space smells like burning metal. You remember they watched that uh, that documentary, A Year in Space, and at one point they were getting a, a payload from uh, from Earth. And I'm going to send my load over now. Well, they were all sort of excited because um, you know there was when the payload comes to the International Space Station, there's you know this airlock, and they're able to actually get a, a sniff, a, a of whiff space. of space, yeah, and okay. burning metal, burning was metal, yeah. Huh. I, I, I um I may be misremembering, but I think it's. Like a weird sort of... It's like burning metal. <laughs> or could be burning rubber. Yeah. No, it's definitely not burning metal. Smells like Preston's old girlfriend. It smells like Teresa. <laughs> oh, my God. It smells like Preston's old girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it says a rather pleasant metallic sensation. All uh, right. Yeah, they described it as that. Sweet-smelling, 
welding fumes, burning metal. There you go, Casey. Bold. Ah! Says bold but nuanced. A distinct odor of ozone and acrid smell. A brief whiff of ozone. ozone. (laughs) Oh, Christmas story. Yes. Yes. Well done. Exactly. Um, All right. Anyhow, so we'll keep an eye out for Coke Starlight. Uh, Here's another connoisseur segment. Now, this one, color me intrigued because I've never heard of this before. Custard toast. Uh, you guys heard what? of custard toast? Nope. Marissa? I like custard note. and I like toast. Even Marissa is not familiar with custard toast. The well, It's a new recipe on TikTok. Uh, uh, and there's a hashtag, custard toast, and it's been viewed more than 26.8 million times. Lives in the woods and the bayou. The custard toast. The recipe generally, uh, recipes generally include bread, yogurt, egg, fruit, and optional sweeteners or spices. I like what I'm seeing here, Preston. There's a picture up of, I guess, custard toast. So someone named Mai Shuyan is a TikTok uh, content creator and says that she makes custard toast on days when she wants a healthier breakfast option. So in place of pancakes or French toast, what she does is she blends Greek yogurt, an egg, cinnamon, and agave together with a whisk uh, to make the custard. I hate agave. Oh, really? Yeah, I could. Really? I okay, just then, can't then develop put, a taste uh, for it. Put honey in there instead. Can instead I put of agave. jelly beans? Sure. Uh, She then spreads it over sliced bread and sprinkles frozen mixed berries on top and then bakes it at 400 degrees for 10 minutes. All right, I'll try it. That sounds pretty easy. It sounds pretty good. It sounds very good. It sounds very good. You want to try to make it or try to eat it? Uh, You can make it. You can move your mouth up and down. Casey can do this. Well, I'm not going to make some. Who who would make it for me? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, I would make it for myself. Yeah, I'll have Kathy do it. Oh, Kathy brought us in dead possum. No, it's the toast you were wanting. Yeah. Oh. What's agave? What does that look it's like? like a honey, uh, but it's got a little oh. bit of a different flavor to it. Uh, so, anyhow, uh, she adds uh, custard toast is a complete meal uh, with com- complex carbs. If you choose a whole grain bread, protein and fat from the Greek yogurt, and eggs and micronutrients and antioxidants from the berries. I'm uh, down the, with that. Yeah. Uh, drizzle of maple syrup or agave slightly sweetens it up so that drizzle. you have all the pleasure points of uh, sweet and savory. We need an oven here so that we can try these things at work. That'd be great. We'd ask for so many things. We actually wanted to have a, a drain in the in the studio. Yeah. So we could... A There's sink. a huge yeah. kitchen down the hall here, but that doesn't have an There's oven. No oven. Should have I don't a, think they f- trust us with it. It should actually else. have a full, like a full Viking oven and stove set up in the whole... The only well, thing is we would need a cleaning surface yeah. to come through because none of us will clean it. No. Well, Pagano's is opening downstairs in the building on Monday. Yes. Yeah. We have access to their... I are already met Kitchen. the owner, and I was like, I'm going to need your cell phone number because <laughs> I'm just going to randomly call you for things at like 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> was he open to that? Very much so. Oh, excellent. Yes. All right. excellent. We love Pagano's already. Custard yeah. Toast Monday? Maybe he can make his mm. Custard Toast. It's going to be Custard Toast Monday. Hey, Steve, are you a fan of Greek yogurt? Uh, yes. Um, I will put my own honey and... Uh, and you know fruit and stuff in it, you know. Okay. So so I, I, basically by itself, not so much. But uh, yes, I'm I'm a fan. I yeah. thought that that was like a setup to like uh, a Grecian urn. Yeah. Or no. <laughs> Do you like no. stuff, dog? No, because I don't mind uh, Greek. It just yogurt in general, kind of it purses my lips a little bit. It's uh, it's a little tart for you. Little tart, tart. Yeah. Um, um, I also feel the same way about the salad. Uh, like for some reason, when I eat salad, it like kind of purses my uh, the dressing. It's the dressing. Yeah, probably. Not but lettuce like, is very bland. Yeah. Um, 
So, so do you like like I, I I kid you not? I've mentioned. I assume you've had the Acme yogurt parfaits with the granola. Of and the, course, I yes. Have. I mean that's yeah, that's as good as it gets. Yeah. Okay, but Sal- salad salad it can be a bit um, tart for you for dessert and cause your your lips to pucker. Yeah. So I what's just, a good dessert salad? Salad. <laughs> Like, is it, if, if you were to just eat some romaine lettuce, would that do that it? That would be fine. And it, it, it is probably the dressing. And, okay. and I, you know, I don't mind a good Caesar salad, but. I'm not a big Caesar salad fan. Preston, <laughs> did you ever do this as a kid? Would you, I would used to take, like, lettuce and put a little bit of salt on it and just eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did that yeah, as a yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yes, Caesar salad's fantastic. And uh, I could see that maybe causing it. Well, no, that that does not cause you to pucker? No. No, what I've, I, what I've just, actually. We need to play a game called What, what Makes, makes Casey, Casey Pucker. And, and go morning. through both openings. Yeah, no, yeah I just want to do them out. Mm-hmm. What makes your starfish pucker? The, um, well, I was going to. Oh, so sometimes what I would do, because I know that, like, salad's good for you and stuff, uh, is I would do, like, a uh, like a fresh Salsa as my dressing, okay. Because uh, sure. that a salsa salad, salsa salad, yeah. salsa That's dressing. Bad. Yeah, no, it's yeah. good. It's good. Ice cream, uh, yes. Salad Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> when having Caesar salad, are you an anchovies guy? I don't want to know that there's anchovies in there. Right. Okay. Steve, so, uh, you're a salmon fan. Yes. Will you in, uh, enjoy a salmon salad? I love salmon salad. I will put, in fact, uh, yeah, I love that Mediterranean with the uh, the olives and uh, the leafy greens, salmon, uh, a good dressing. Yes, I love it. Okay. Uh, Nick, Pierre was trying so desperately at the staff meeting the other day to determine whether or not there was anchovies in the Caesar dressing. Uh, and so he was like, Can, do you think you could taste it? If there was anchovies in it, you could tell me. And I was like, I, you know what? I don't, yeah. don't want to like he asked do me the that. Same. And, yeah. And I, I just eat it. I couldn't tell just by taste. Taste it. There's no way. I mean, you know, some of them have, like, some of them don't. Some, like sometimes I can taste it in there, but yeah. I didn't want to be like, no, this one doesn't have it, and then he eats it and yeah. finds <laughs> out that there's anchovies. But what in makes it, it Mediterranean, Steve? Uh, uh, it's just the combination of ingredients. When you you talk like a, a heart friendly diet, the, the fish, the leafy greens, the olives, you know, the. Uh, uh, the oil, the uh, all that stuff is is good for your heart. Okay, all right, well, and, and also the, uh, the the Kit Kats you put on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> the occasional Kit Kat. All right, all right. Uh, let's see. I have something else here, and this sounds very very interesting. Hostess now has new caffeinated donuts. Okay, <laughs> I like anything caffeinated. Caffeinated Hostess Boost Jumbo Donuts. Uh, and they are debuting in two flavors. Well, I guess they're small, so they call okay. them donuts or donuts. Uh, chocolate mocha and caramel macchiato. Uh, chocolate mocha sounds good. I um, so <laughs> if you want to dislodge a uh, a backup in your system, coffee and a donut yeah. or lo- anything like that will will get it going. Right? Yeah, if you want to yeah. do what? If you want to dislodge? If you want to poop? Yeah. Uh, coffee, maybe not donuts. Yeah, I don't know about donuts. But donuts, Steve, I think... Brand muffin? Yes, that, that can Oatmeal? definitely... Oatmeal? definitely does. Probably. Yeah. Uh, so, they're actually, these are three times the size of Holy the original God. Hostess Donuts, mini donuts. Okay, okay, so, and it says, yeah, caffeinated. Yeah. Huh. Uh, and each are uh, caffeinated with coffee bean extract, are, are lightly glazed. Each donut can, contains 50 to 70 milligrams of caffeine, which is slightly less than a cup of coffee. And these are heart healthy. These are Mediterranean, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Also, like truck nuts. They're really. <laughs> <laughs> we don't sell those, sir. No, I, I heard on Preston Steve that you have truck nuts with caffeine. They said it. Yeah. 
Uh, both flavors are rolling out to convenience stores uh, this month. Right. I heard it on the radio. <laughs> no, they clearly said that you. It's a wonderful breakfast treat. Truck, truck nuts. Truck nuts. All right. Uh, one more story, I think, because we got a guest coming up here in a moment. Um. Yeah, how about this? Uh, so, it's pretty common to think that pairing champagne with chocolate is a good idea. Is that not a good idea? Or at least a romantic one, but it turns out that it doesn't produce the best flavor combination. I mean, champagne's <laughs> fine with anything. Uh, Sandhya Chang. <laughs> Chang is a sommelier and says that uh, the bitterness of chocolate confuses the acidity of champagne. Hey, what is this? <laughs> meaning that you lose the flavors of both when you pair them together. However, wine with chocolate is considered a perfect Especially pairing. red wine. Red, red wine, yeah. yes. Uh, Kathy, I've come around on champagne. We have a, a, a friend, a, a, a couple that we go out with from time to time. We'll go to dinner, and they always bring a bottle of champagne. Oh, yeah? And I've never been a big champagne guy. It's not that I haven't, I don't like the taste of it. It's just I never consider it as a, An co- option a cocktail or right. something like that. It's just special occasion stuff. Do you like mimosas? Right? Uh, yeah, they're yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, they're fantastic. Believe it or not, of, all, of alcoholic drinks... That with the, uh, it's orange juice in it as well. Yes, yeah. Right? yeah, orange juice so and, I, and I can tolerate that, and I don't yeah. like alcohol. Occasionally you get to a brunch and they got bottomless mimosas. Those, are the, those are the best brunches. This is brunches. a wonderful situation <laughs> I find myself in. Uh, but I've, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed, like, having a glass of champagne yeah. with dinner or something and like that. And you can get a good champagne. That's the thing, too. Like, I think, you know, like any other alcohol, when you're young and you start out with, like, bottom of the shelf, it gives you this terrible headache. Like, if you drink a good champagne, you're not necessarily going to wake up with that headache. Still- and also, you're not drinking, like, a bottle and a half. Right. Do you still drink champagne on the toilet and smoke a cigar? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you no, I had a glass the other, um, the other night. I just, I felt like it. And- oh, you were celebrating your non-mechanic oh, yeah. hands. <laughs> yes, easy, I was. Yes. What'd you do with the rest of the bottle? Um, so, actually... Actually, Nick, it was one of those um, mini bottles, uh-huh. so I didn't have to open the, you know, and, and ruin a whole bottle. Yeah, it was just like a single serving. Champagne is overlooked as a, I, I, from what I would imagine, as as that kind of drink where you could just pour it. And it's always associated with some sort of an event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. and it keeps celebration. I, um, yeah, I have friends who drink it on the reg. Uh, who. <laughs> They it gets You're them such horny. A nerd. I know, but it's it a horny. It gets them horny. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, so, that mm-hmm. might just be the alcohol. Uh, well, no. I mean, they have because I asked them. Is it also that they're touching each other's genitals? Well, no, no. We were hanging out in the summer, and they like. Uh, I, you want to watch us get horny? I don't drink, and uh, as a matter of fact, I'm gonna have ten years sober on Sunday. But oh, um, but I, I but oh. I asked them because people were drinking beer and like white claws, and uh, but these two were drinking champagne, and I just seemed. Peculiar to me, right? Um, and I so I, I was like, "Why?" Uh, like I asked if they were celebrating, and they said no, and blah blah blah. And, and, and basically, what it boiled down to, and they were beating around the bush for a while. They were like, "It gets us horny," huh. and so we're you know essentially we're we're going to bang a little bit later, and, and this mm. is going to help enhance that. You can oh, bang right now yeah. if you want. Yeah, if you want to watch. Okay. Uh, so instead so, of so champagne pairs nicely with a uh, cooking boners, yeah, <laughs> and not with chocolate. <laughs> So instead, uh, Chang suggests uh, pairing champagne with oysters or truffle popcorn. Huh. And I love truffles. That <laughs> and if popcorn. You, if you really want to serve chocolate with alcohol, you should opt for uh, a sweet wine such as, uh, wow, uh, Resioto de Avelop. I can't even pronounce it. Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell. Resioto de la... Valpolicia. It's beautiful, man. Or a fortified wine such as uh, Madeira. I can say that. Um, and that white chocolate, however, actually goes well with champagne. Toilet Sato says that's a row number one. Toilet 
Thank you. Uh, it's because it's actually not chocolate, white chocolate. Okay, so he sa- uh, she says I would uh, pair the white chocolate with a full-bodied oak-style champagne. Okay, so uh, don't do chocolate. and uh, But, I mean, listen, this is kind of Valentine's Day. That's why I'm if you, the romantic Whatever stuff. works for you, like yeah. the taste, but just a, as a, uh, you know, rule of thumb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, anyhow, that's it. That's all we're going to have time for because we have a guest coming up in just a moment, so we're wrapping up. Oh, you know what? What? Um, <laughs> let's, do, let's do another wine clip. Okay. I know this is at the end. And uh, we'll get a winner when we come back. But uh, today is, by the way, National Drink Wine Day. And you can identify this movie. We can set you up. What are we setting people up with? You know what? Uh, let us do the, uh, well, I'm going to do, do this one. I'll do the uh, Tattoo Arts Festival. Okay. Take us to the Tattoo Arts Festival, which is taking place uh, the 25th through the 27th. So if you identify this clip. Okay. Well, you better, Brennan. This is a f- Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> All right. Easy, right? Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. We are going to take a break, and we'll come back in a a second when we return. Ted Alexandro joining us. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's band is Pawn Shop Roses. Shop Roses, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. All right, next guest going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. We love having him on. He's been on many times. Please welcome Ted Alexander. Guys, I was listening closely to the traffic report because I'm going to be on the road shortly. So mm. I had to, you know, take notes and make sure I'm avoiding any dust-ups. Of well, course. Well, have you heard, and Preston was talking about it earlier this week, that because of the shifting work-from-home sort of atmosphere and also people just returning back in a hybrid way, that the morning and evening rushes are maybe less congested but extending longer. I have heard that. You know, I asked uh, Helium if I could Zoom my shows in. I thought it might help with the traffic, (laughs) trying to do my part, you know. Uh, But they said, no, they prefer that I come in person. You know, it's funny for a while, though. Listen, and the last thing we want to do is go back to the beginning of this. And, hey, there's a nostalgic wonder that was the beginning of the pandemic. But did you, in fact, end up doing some Zoom shows and stuff like that? Well, weirdly, uh, you know, just prior to the pandemic, and this is purely coincidental, I, I took, uh, just on a whim, I took a gig at the Wuhan uh, Institute of Virology. Oh, yeah? <laughs> no kidding. Uh, huh. Yeah, it, it had always been a hobby of mine. <laughs> so this was like 2018. Right, and- right. I just wanted to kind of get in there, get my hands dirty, and, you know, I, I, I coupled it, I, you know, as, as comedians often do, I piggybacked it with a gig at the Chuckle Hut in Wuhan. So Wuhan so worked, and the Chuckle Hut. It all worked out. Yeah, yeah, everything worked out. And then, but next thing I knew, you know, things kind of got out of hand. I was asked to, to leave uh, both the gig and, and the, you know, Wuhan Institute of Virology. Wow. So, so I'm back, and uh, here we are. Was know, it so, uh, was that going to yes. be your thing? You were the virology I was comedian? The, the virology comedian. Yeah, I thought, like, you know, this is really kind of an untapped area. This could be my niche. 
Oh, uh, and let's face it, people need to laugh more than ever. So I, that was my case that I made to uh, the mm. chuckle hut. I'm like, this is, really, <laughs> this is really the time you guys need me. Um, uh, you're right. They, they saw it. They saw it differently, so I'm I'm back. Which is, you know, it's all it's all for the best because here I am. I'll be at Philly this weekend. Yeah, so obviously you 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 know the trends before they're happening. So uh, in the world of virology, yeah. are you like an influencer? Well, that can be a blessing and a curse. Yeah, I, I am I am a bit of an influencer. If you follow my not my comedy page on yeah. Instagram, but my virology page, it's like, uh, you have to look for that. That's Teddy Wuhan. Um, Teddy yeah. W. Yeah, I mean, and, and you'll see a lot of trends, you know, at least two to three weeks before the rest of the world is hip to it. My wow. Instagram page will, oh, will tip you off to that. That's I amazing. don't know how you find the time. I mean, as a, as a working comedian with... You know, I've got a, I've, yeah, I've got two uh, babies now, two two little uh, viruses we refer to them as. Uh, so, yeah, I've got my hands full. But thank you for acknowledging that. But you know, I also try to make time for the greater good. You know, it's not just about me and my my family. It's about you know, the, how can I help the world? You can't take and take and take, and that's uh, you got to no. give back sometimes. And, and, and you are a giver. Uh, so obviously, we we have a guest on. We want to do some research, and I'm I'm reading through these things, uh, and, and you know, do various interviews with you. And I don't know if this is true or this is one of those things that happens to end up in your information. Did you, in fact, open for Chuck Berry one time doing a show? That was not in Wuhan. That was in St. Louis. <laughs> really? Uh, Chuck's hometown. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those wow. gigs. You get so, yeah, isn't it nuts? You get so many gigs as a comedian that you really don't deserve, especially when you're coming up. I think it's because you're cheap. And uh, these big acts want somebody to kind of just throw to the wolves to to warm the crowd up. So it was a dental convention <laughs> of all things. You're a musician, uh, so you you. I mean, you're you're a you're a trained musician to open for Chuck Berry, even at a dental convention, had to be pretty <laughs> astonishing. Well, I had to, yeah, I had dabbled in dentistry. I have a, an Instagram page. You can check that out. <laughs> Next to the biology. It's Teddy Novocaine. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, somehow I, I got paired with Chuck Berry. I was probably, I couldn't have been more than 30 years old, but it was wow. amazing, man. In, in all seriousness, it, it was amazing to watch him work. He must have been probably close to 80 at that point and just fit as could be and still doing the duck walk and put on a great show. And uh, what was really sweet was his wife sat in the wings um, and watched the show. You know? So Ted. I was like, aren't you tired of this crap? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm originally from the St. Louis area. Do you remember what venue it was that you played? Oh, gosh, I, I don't, honestly. Okay. Yeah. He, yeah, he, had, a, he had his own hotel and restaurant uh, that uh, that he would film people in the bathroom while yeah. they were. <laughs> well, you know, every, there's always a nuance. <laughs> curious well, yeah, there. maybe Dang. maybe I can get a hold of my tape then. Somewhere in the archives. That, God, yeah, that'd be a, Teddy Novocaine. That'd be a keeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like you know when you go to Six Flags, they get you on the on the. Uh, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> Ted, you were you were actually the first like legitimate stand up comedian I ever saw. It was at this. I don't even know if the venue still exists, but it was in Northeast Philly. It was off the boulevard. It was this um, uh, sort of bar that was attached to a hotel. And I remember uh, two things about it. The venue was a piece of crap, but you yeah. were hilarious. And and so I, I've always loved going to see um, stand-up comedians since then. But I, I wanted to ask you, outside of that venue and, and the Wuhan <laughs> Chuckle Hut, uh, right, what, right. What, what's the worst venue you've ever had to play over the years? 
Oh man, there've been there've been so many. You know, uh, like basically the the ones that come to mind are any type of of bar or restaurant where people are unaware that there will be a show that night. Right, yeah. and that oh, that was God. probably the first half of my career was it's kind of like guerrilla comedy where uh, sometimes I don't even think the owner knows. I think just, no. like, you yeah. know, the producers put it together. The, yeah. the, there's a game on, you know, like the Super Bowl, perhaps. <laughs> it, it could even be like that type of thing. They're like, you know, we're going to market for the people who aren't interested in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I've I've done gigs where the television, on, there's a big game, you know, not not necessarily the Super Bowl, but, you know, maybe something like the, the Final Four. And yes. Like, there's no way. Why are we doing this show? And, mm-hmm. I, and I'm trying to do my, my bits about virology, <laughs> which are hard enough even under the best of circumstances. Yeah. Before it became you know. popular to talk about, you are so right. I had a brief, like I had maybe like a, a decade run, you know, where I was serious about doing comedy. You are so right. You would show up at a place and it'd be the assistant manager and no one would even know who booked the show. And you're like, oh, my God. I'm sure if you hear the words, somebody say, oh, there's a comedian here. <laughs> it's yeah. the worst. I the worst lo- thing is when they, they uh, ask you on the way in, hey, are you interested in a comedy show? I'm like, I, actually, I, I am the comedy show. <laughs> right. You know, I've had that happen. Even, like, after I had been doing it 20, 25 years, right. uh, walking into, like, the stand, you know, because they hire some young kid. You know, I'm not... I'm not blaming the kid, though I did have him fired. Uh, <laughs> but you didn't you know, blame uh, him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no blame. But, you know, he's asking me, like, hey, uh, do you like comedy? I'm like, well, I'm kind of on the fence, but I'm, I'm about to do a show. <laughs> um, I would love to see you just show up and pretend at a bar like you had been booked and see if they even know, like, oh, I didn't know that that was tonight. And then just hop up on stage. I mean, now as a seasoned yeah. veteran, you know, see, you know, try your chops at the at the ground round. But those those yeah. battle those battle scars are, are things that <laughs> they they are. It's kind of cool to have that in your history, you know. You those because yeah. everyone we've talked. Obviously, we have a number of comedians on the show, and there is that certain thing that you guys, uh, you know, understand that is just the shorthand of like the uh, the comedy condo. Or I mean, I, I, one of the stories from my past, and I kid you not, I was it was a, at a college in. Uh, Louisiana, and they literally handed me like one of those um, uh, megaphones, like an old standard, like like <laughs> yeah, you know, non-powered, non-powered yeah. cone yeah. to do the show. <laughs> and uh, like, how'd that go? Have yeah. you have you heard <laughs> like, about like you were like a bare knuckle boxing? <laughs> yes, thing, uh, round yes. one. <laughs> oh, my, like I was Al Jolson. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, th- like you say, though, those are truly the gigs that make you a comedian. You have to kind of run the gauntlet of all those kind of crazy gigs to come on the other side. But, yeah, it, th- there's so many of those. I mean, I've done plenty of college gigs where there's like a podium in the middle <laughs> with no uh, microphone, nothing to amplify. Am I, am I like giving a PowerPoint? Why, am, I a, am I a preacher? Like what? what is... You guys not know how? Have you ever watched the comedy special? How many people did Chris Rock have a podium? Like what? What is? <laughs> right. I didn't bring any notes. You know, like right. what, it's, it's insane. Yeah. So there's so many of those gigs that you know ultimately they make for a good story, but they're painful as you go through. Them. Sure. Um. I right, a couple things I want to ask you about. First of all, uh, I want to ask you about your beard because it looks great. And when I first met you, Thanks. you ha- you might have had like some scruff, maybe a five o'clock shadow, but now you have a full on beard and it totally works for you. Uh, how long you been working on that thing? 
I guess probably the last five years or so I've had a beard, but like the pandemic has really afforded me the opportunity to uh, play with length, girth. Uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of my it's my hobby, you know. Like I'm constantly checking either my wordle or my beard. You know, those those are the two things that I did. Uh, did, a, did a growth spurt occur right after you left the Wuhan Chuckle Hut? <laughs> yeah, there was an odd spurt, uh, inexplicable, really. Uh, yeah, that that it was it grew about a foot in a week. Um, but yeah, we'll never know the reasons. Really, you, you mentioned Wordle, and that is uh, consuming. Like a, a, a lot of people on the show here, it's just my my wife is addicted. Are are you in fact a a daily player? Yeah, I'm a Wordle head. I, I play. You know, my my kids. Um, you know, once they are, they're two and ten months. So once they are sufficiently kind of into something. Uh, I check my phone as if I'm trying to solve a murder. You know, like, <laughs> like, right? I'm constantly going over to it, but it's the little things, you know, I mean, the pandemic combined with having two under two, as they say, uh, has really, yeah. Like you just look for those little moments of peace. Uh, so yeah, that, that, that is my, that's my little escape for now. Right. Yeah. We had, uh, I recently segued over to the New York times. I, I had been on, on the old, uh, URL. So I had my, you know, my 31 game streak was intact and I switched oh. over yesterday and that goes straight down to zero. Got to start oh. all over again. I know it was heartbreaking, man. It's like Cal Ripken, man. It's, that's not fair that you, uh, you 31 games yeah. in a row. Yeah. yeah. There's got to be some way to, to keep that in the in, on the record. Well, you nah, New least... York Times, you should have that technology. Come on. Yeah. Right. It okay. just reset mine, by the way. I, I, I'm, I, I finished mine this morning and I was like, oh, one in a row. I was like, one in a row. What? Yeah. Again? Again. Uh, I think that's a bone job. Yeah, I think the most I've gotten in a row is like three at this point, ever since they switched over. Well, that's Have you guys dabbled at all in like the ones that you can play just one after another? There's My wife does. There's yeah. one called Word Us uh, that I that I came across right when the game first came out because I was like one a day is not enough. And plus it keeps your skills right. sharp so you can knock out that one a day thing. Uh, but yeah. I haven't... Go ahead. I said to I said to my wife too that this is perfect for us because it's really like a sixth grade level. It's like I feel like I'm a genius, but it's like oh five letters, okay, you know it's it's like sixth grade level words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and right. you feel great about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And now they have geography ones and curse words, and there I I, I don't know if this guy. I d- highly doubt he's got a hand in any of that other stuff that no. he created this, but it's being it's being parodied left and right right now. It's a moneymaker. I bet you in short or now he made oh. a deal. Obviously, and we heard it was what was it in the in the six figures or above? it was uh, the low seven figures. Yeah, I, I mean believe. for Wordle, Jesus Christ! But yeah. Uh, yeah, at some point, I'm sure he'll get bo- boned out of something. I think he made the deal very quickly too. He didn't yes. sit on it long enough. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, my my time uh, over at the institute, my first guess is always uh, Wuhan, and that doesn't, you know, it's not the best word to start with, but uh, it depends yeah. on the day. It just, but but when you get it, you feel so accomplished. Do you actually Absolutely. have a, a pretty steady starting word, or do you switch every, every time? No, I'm too scattered to. Yeah, I just go. I'm a field player. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but Me I'm, too. I'm not a. You know, my brother is is in like uh, statistics and analysis and stuff. He's like, you got to start with like crate or stuff or something i'm like no man i go with like you know uh 
you know, stamp or, you know, one day and then like humor the next or whatever, you know, whatever. I, I, I don't, I don't have a predetermined word. The I, only, I, you, you got to live, man. You got to live. Yeah. <laughs> the only choice I'll go is, is I, am I feeling it? It's an EA word or an OU word. Uh-huh. And I'll go with either gut on that. And that's, that's the only system I pretty much use at this point. You know, the thing that really trips you up is, is when there's a pronunciation that you're not, your, your brain is, yeah. is missing, right? There like, was one the other day. Yeah. Uh, what was the, the one you guys were talking? You both were two different words were correct for the wordle. Well, it was yeah, agora and aroma, aroma, uh, yeah. and that was because of the two different servers, and I was on the old ones. So. But okay. you, you might look at like aroma, and you go like, "What is aroma? Aroma? <laughs> what is aroma? Aroma? No, that's not a yeah. word. Yeah. yeah, sometimes you feel like a fool. You're like, oh, a C can also be pronounced like an S. The, oh, okay. yeah. right. The right. best is Kathy's story. Kathy was playing. Let's tell about playing Scrabble. I mean, this was this well, true yeah, story. Well before any of this, yeah. and I was playing Scrabble and. Uh, uh, they laid out the word, and I, I was like sounding it out as he was laying it out. It was O R A, so I was like O range, O range. I'm like, that's not even a word. <laughs> <laughs> He's like uh, orange, yes, it is. <laughs> but your mind doesn't process that way all the time, and so you're like, okay, this is part of the yeah. deal. You're like app play. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, it's a- Apple. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Ted, I wanted to ask about a photo on your uh, Instagram account. Nick just pulled this up, but it's you and Roger Waters together. Uh, oh man, that's pretty what incredible. A yeah, yeah, yeah. That was insane, man. There was uh, a gig. I've only been into New York three times. My wife and I moved with the babies up to Connecticut uh, in the last year or so, and so I haven't been back to the city except for three times. One was I played Radio City with Jim Gaffigan, who I opened for for the last six years. Uh, the second was Todd Barry's uh, 34th anniversary show. Cool. And the third was Roger Waters uh, was doing this gig. Lee Camp is a great comedian uh, who was doing this benefit uh, to get the word out and to raise funds for Julian Assange. So he's like, do you want to do this gig? I was like, yeah, sure. And at the time, Roger Waters was not on it. It was just like a fundraiser, whatever, kind of a political thing. I'm like, sure, I'll, you know, I'll do that. And then uh, the day of, as I'm driving in, he tells me Roger Waters and Cornell West have been added to the gig. And I'm like, damn, Roger <laughs> Waters, Cornell West. So That's I, a pairing. Yeah. So, yeah. and I'm like, am I, you know, like, are they going to be there? Is it going to be a Zoom thing? Like, what's what's the deal? Sure enough, when I get to the theater, they're there. And Roger Waters is trying to post uh, the link to the live stream to his phone. And he's like, I don't know how to do Twitter. Anyone know how to do it? I'm like, I know how to do Twitter. Like, yeah, I jumped I'll on his that. phone, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, I don't know. They want me to do the live stream link. So I do it. But what I did was I retweeted him from my account <laughs> so that people, <laughs> people would see me. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, like, Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you get and any? I also, I also did his, you know, just to make it legit. I also did it from his. Did you get any, any really good chat time with him or was it more you were servicing the gig? Well, again, you know, that was my thing was like, uh, is this going to be like he does the gig and runs? Right. But you know what was funny was it was supposed to be me, then Cornell West, then Roger Waters at the end. Yeah. Uh, but then they say to me, hey, Ted, there's going to be a switch. It's going to be Roger Waters, Cornell West, and then you. You're headlining. I'm like, oh, great. I'm following right. Roger <laughs> Waters and Cornell West. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm there just to help. Sure, yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever you guys need. So, uh, and I'm also thinking they're going to duck out, you know, to your, to your question, sure. I'm thinking they're going to, they're yeah. going to leave after they're set. 
They stay. It's a small theater. They, the two of them sit at a table in the front row. They're sitting like 10 feet away from me. Oh. And it was great because they're laughing the whole time. Oh. And I told a story about how I had been uh, at Occupy Wall Street and Roger Waters came. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Cornell West yeah. walked up uh, and I was holding a sign. Uh, and uh, the sign said, if only the war on poverty were a real war, then we'd actually be putting money into it. So I'm holding <laughs> this sign. Right. And Cornell West comes up to me and I was like, uh, would you like to hold my sign? And he's uh, and by the way, I should say it was on a pizza box. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, like, would you like to hold my sign? And he said, uh, you've tried the, the rest. Now try the best. <laughs> I said, no, no, flip it. Flip it off. Flip it around. So I got to tell him that story at the gig on stage, oh, man. So great. it was like this full circle moment, you know, <laughs> and then on top of it, we all went out for drinks after, so I'm oh. having drinks with Roger Water at a small, you know, small bar. It's the pandemic, so not many people are there. We're at a table, and uh, and you know, you guys, you know how it is where they're talking to me about com like Roger Waters is saying, like I can't believe what you guys do. Yeah, I'm like, oh. you can't believe what I do. I'm <laughs> right. like, you and you don't even know about my work in virology. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Astonishing. It was insane, man. In that company, do do you find a way to ask about, you know, songs that you that that he wrote, or is it in a You talk about Colin West? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean I'm blown away by, you know, Roger Waters. Yeah. But but I mean, do do, do you ask those questions or "Eh, this guy's heard enough, I'm not gonna, you know. You know, he played a song on the piano. He debuted it. So it was the first time he ever played that song live in person. And also, he said the first time he ever played piano. So, uh, but he started with a joke, uh, like, because it was a comedy show. Yeah. So, uh, so I kind of gave him, I ribbed him about the uh, the joke that he told. Right. Uh, but then I said, you know, like, that, that was really awesome that you, you know, you've never played piano in person before. And I said, I'm kind of shocked that you never did that. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of, he, he's self-deprecating, calling himself a one-trick pony. He's like, I play the guitar and I sing. So it was that really amazing thing that often happens uh, when you're a comedian and you meet these people. They are more impressed by what you do, right. you know. Uh, so that, it was kind of that vibe. But I didn't ask him too much because, it, you know, you didn't want to fanboy out. Yeah. Um, and, well, and he you, was, like I said, he was more intrigued and they really wanted to ask all the comedians questions. We've always said that you run the risk when you meet people like that or people that you've enjoyed all your life. And it's almost, I find my, now, in this job, we, we get to meet a lot of people. So it's not, there's, there's not that, it's not the way it used to be where I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. It's your job. You're going to meet them. You're going to converse with them. But there are still some people that sit in that zone. Like I don't know if I want to meet this person because God forbid I find out they're a raging a hole, mm-hmm. and and right. and it's going right. to sully everything I think about them from here on in. Uh, but you had not only did you get that moment, but you you had a, a, an intimate sort of conversation, uh, which is amazing. And your you, the piano is yeah. your instrument, right? That's right. I yeah. studied jazz piano in college, so you know I actually it's funny you bring that up. I, I considered. Because I followed him, so I considered on the show sitting down to the piano and playing. But I'm like, I don't want to make him look. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to make like I'm trying to show up Roger Waters. Well, you could have said I blew Waters off the stage with my musicianship. <laughs> yes, yes. But I, I will say, I listen. I'm obviously a fan of music. I work in radio, but I'm also a huge fan of of comedy and what you guys are able to do. You know, not just creating these jokes out of thin air, but to be able to command 
uh, you know, an audience by just standing on a stage with a microphone uh, is to me, like, I just, I don't know how you guys do it. And I've always wanted to try it. Like it was, you know, my, my parents would, uh, at parties be like, Hey, you know, case come in here, tell everybody what you want to be when you grow up. I want to be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> um, because it's, you know, re- it's ridiculous, but, uh, but I've always loved it. And, and the fact that you guys are able to do that, I just, you know, and I've been watching you guys for my entire life and I still don't know how you guys are able to do it. No, it is a bit of a mystery. Uh, it's funny you bring up about your own childhood because I, t- I would tell my mom that I wanted to be a clown. Uh, I, I, I never got to achieve that, but uh, I'm, I'm sort of yeah. in, the, in the area. She wanted um, you to go into virology. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so eventually I, I made her happy. But I, I, I do think, that, to answer your question, the way that you get there is all the gigs that we were talking about beforehand. You know, yeah. I, I, never get, I never get to share a stage with with Roger Waters or Cornell West or Chuck Berry, if if I don't do the the gig at the ground round, if I if I don't do the oh, gig at the bar, you know that's that's how you get there. We were just talking about the gigs, and I and I did a fair share of ground rounds, and so I, I'm I'm like a, a canker sore on the volume of of your career, and which is, but there are those moments when you are in that moment, uh, and that's what what I'm sure feeds you, Ted, is that when you have you know a couple thousand people uh, look hanging on your every word on a stage and you know really dialed in it's 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 there it's such a communication and such a connection that uh, there i don't know what can rival it now i get to do that every morning here in in a much larger capacity but there is that that uniqueness it's amazing there is something very beautiful about it, you know, in, in a room full of people, uh, you know, especially the big venues. You know, I'm doing like NBA arenas when I open for wow. Jim Gaffigan. Wow. So, yeah, we're in the round, you know, like with 15,000 people. So it's so uh, special and bizarre and kind of sometimes you have to pinch yourself because you also remember the gigs where you were in front <laughs> the ground of. Round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in front of like sometimes, two, I'm talking like two people. Oh, you know? <laughs> Waiting on the their popcorn. Table. Yeah, 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 two different tables. So, yeah, uh, you know, and the thing you also learn is not to do another gig after a special gig. Like, because I, when I did um, Radio City, with Jim, amazing a comedian called me and said, "Hey, you're going to be in the city. You want to do a gig the same night?" I'm like, "I'm not doing a bar gig after Radio City. <laughs> you know, there's no way that I'm going to yeah. go from that high. I'm going to let that high last for at least yeah. 24 hours." <laughs> you know what? Um, I love uh, getting insight from comedians when uh, you guys talk to one another in podcasts, and it's it's really interesting to see how you guys are able to dissect your art form. And uh, Mark Norman, I think, is a really, really great. Um, source for that stuff, and and he said Mark's something. Great, yeah. yeah, he is. But he said something really interesting in a podcast that I was listening to uh, when he talks about bombing, and he doesn't look at it like bombing. You know, the way he looks at bombing is his. He's just gathering information, and I thought, man, that is such a uh, positive way to look at you know what you guys do. And he's like, no, no, man. He's like, you know, if, if a joke doesn't land or it doesn't go, he goes, you know. I need to learn from that, and I'm, I'm gathering information. And, uh, you know, just the, the way that you guys were able to do that, you know, like just to go, okay, yeah. all right, this to go analyze. for it. Yeah. Well, I, I was, yeah. re- I was well, reading. It's it. not that detached, though, just to answer. It's not, it's in the experience. It's not like, okay, let me gather that data. It, it's, <laughs> it sucks. It sucks when you're bombing. <laughs> you know, after, after the fact, yeah. is when the, the data collection begins. Yeah. Well, I was, in the moment, it sucks. To Casey's point, I was reading uh, an interview with you and you were talking about how you try out material and, and you don't, like, for, for example, I know a lot of comedians will have their go-to, you know, uh, sounding board. They're the, a comedian who they, oh, can I bounce this off you? 
Uh, but you're a fan of okay, bring it up on the stage and let's let's work it here because this is ultimately where it's going to end up anyway. I might as well get started. Is that would you say yeah. that's a fair assessment? Absolutely, because a crowd is a different organism. It's not one-on-one. It's not your wife, your buddy, your friend, like, hey, can I run this bike? Because even if they laugh, it ultimately doesn't matter. You yeah. know? Because when you get it in front of a crowd, that's when you have to test it. So, I, you know, I'm not going to waste my time or, or my <laughs> friend's or my wife's time. You know, it has to go in front of a crowd. Right. So I like to not only do it cold, but sometimes I, I like to put it in the front of my set so I haven't won the crowd over yet, you know, mm. like with like 10 minutes of stuff that I know works. I like to put it right up front to challenge myself like, all right, let's see if this really works cold when they haven't seen me yet. I haven't said anything. Let's really judge the material and, and give it a chance to to see if it works. That's cool. Ted, another comedian that we're friendly with and I know you're friendly with as well is, uh, is Mike Barbiglia. And you've done his show. And um, Mike. yeah, he's great. And I love his um, his observational humor and uh, and how he approaches the, the studying of the comedy as well. Um, but I always like hearing from comedians who they have discovered recently. So is there is there somebody that's been opening for you that you love or somebody that's new that's up and coming that we might not know about or, or you know, along those lines? Well, you know, I I would say not somebody new, but it's funny enough, a guy from from the Philly area who I've long been a fan of, who is, you know, probably 10, 15 years behind me, is Jim Twos. Uh, Jim Twos is a is a great comedian. I think he's out of the Allentown uh, area uh, in, in his beginnings. But, um, yeah, just a funny, smart um, kind of sneaks up on you and i've worked with him many times over the years he's probably in his uh mid to late 30s but another guy that uh, i just love to watch work because mm. he's got his own style you know it's like so you cool saying. here yeah. we so the, the the comedy clubs will have their comedy competitions and and uh uh, you know uh helium does one that i'm always a, a, a judge on and there are so many talented i mean really thoughtful funny um, you know, uh, comedians in this area that that are creating, you know, unique characters. It's always a hard thing for a comedian to pick. Well, what am I going to be on stage? And there's just a ton of talent. And it's so cool to see that. Uh, and uh, you've been around so long. Have you have you ever had a comedian come up to you and say you were an inspiration uh, to, to me and what I do? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I've been around long enough now, 30 years, that, that that does happen where comedians tell me, like, I saw your Comedy Central special when I was in grade school or, or middle school, you know, and now they're like 40. No, <laughs> not, not, that old. not that old. But, you know, it, yeah, it does make me it does make me feel uh, both proud and, and old. Um, yeah. But I love to teach and I love to talk comedy. I, I, now would be a good time to plug. I, I do a, a comedy class on my Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Ted Alexandro, where I, I've posted 20 classes uh, talking about comedy, talking about the things you were talking about, finding your voice, cool. exploring who you are on stage. Uh, so yeah, I like I like to talk about all those things, and it, it takes time, you know. So everyone's different, but the thing, the advantage these kids have now, there was no YouTube when I started in '92, uh, you know. So like I remember going to the Museum of Television and Radio in New York City, and it was basically YouTube. It was like going into a building <laughs> where you can say like, "Can I see Richard Pryor's first set on the oh. Tonight Show? Hmm. Can I see you know this tape from Steve Allen's show or whatever?" And and you would watch, and that you could only get two at a time, I think. And you would watch it, and I would watch. I would take notes, study. But now the benefit that these kids have is 
you know, at their fingertips, yeah. the history of comedy. So it's it's great. And I think it, it's to the benefit of comedy because kids are a lot more savvy and a lot more knowledgeable. I think nice. you're right. Yeah. Nice. Uh, well, tonight and uh, tomorrow night, it will be uh, evenings of comedy and virology. Uh, with That's right. Ted Alexander. That's right. A little dentistry, maybe? Uh, maybe a little dentistry tone in. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. Uh, it's Teddy Novocaine, right? <laughs> Teddy Novocaine, yes. Please follow all three of my Instagram channels. Uh, but I have to leave you with a joke because I think you said it was uh, National Wine Day. It is. Yes. And uh, coffee and wine are like my life coaches. Coffee's there for a pat on the ass, like, go get them. We can do this. And then wine's like, You'll get him next time. You gave it a good shot. Keep your chin up. I'm like, Thanks, wine. You're the only one who gets me. <laughs> I love it. HeliumComedy.com. Get your tickets for Ted Alexander. Thanks, Ted. It's great to see you, man. Thank you, guys. Pleasure. Ted Alexander. Yay! Really good. He's one of the best. Yes. One of the best. I love it. All right. On that note, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment. You know what, Case? Can I just yes. give some away just to give some away? Why the hell not? How about Death of the Nile? Pair of Fandango tickets to see Death of the Nile. Death on the Nile, right? Uh, what did I say? Death of the Nile. Uh, death on the Nile. A whole river oh, dies. Death that's... in the Nile. Yeah. Oh, death NBC. with the Nile. Oh. Uh, we'll take uh, colors 7, 8, and 9, and you will be able to go to this. And it's a daring mystery thriller about emotional chaos, deadly content. Consequences triggered by obsessive love based on Agatha Christie's popular novel. In theaters now, 215-263-WMMR. We'll be right back. Join the MM Army Saturday at noon at Xfinity Live for Cupid's Undie Run, the nation's largest underwear run and pantless party for charity. 100% of net proceeds fund research through the Children's Tumor Foundation. Click events at WMMR.com for complete details. All right, again, what movie is this wine clip from? And if they want to drink Merlot, we're drinking Merlot. No, if anybody orders Merlot, I'm leaving. I am not drinking any Merlot. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Let me go to the phones. I've got Andy. Hey, Andy, good morning. Good morning, guys. Good good morning, brother. All right, what movie is that clip from, please? That is the great Paul Giamatti in Sideways. Yes, of course. Going to give you a case of Stella Artois, my friend, and you can save for the moments in life. Artois, enjoy Stella Artois at McGurk's in Horsham. And I know I've told this story before, but um, Merlot, after that movie came out, apparently took a big dive. Oh no way! In sales uh- because he beats up on Merlot, but there's an interesting twist to that because it's not because he and they don't indicate it in the movie. Um, it's not because he thinks that, that Merlot, Merlot, Merlot tastes bad. At the very end, you know how he takes that prized bottle right. he was saving for a special occasion. He's sitting in a diner. He's drinking out of a you know a styrofoam cup uh, because his uh, ex-wife, he had a whole issue with that. Um, apparently, that is, that is a Merlot that he has. Mm-hmm. And it reminded him too much. Apparently, he and his oh, wife, the, the underlying current is, is that, that their favorite wine was a Merlot. So that's what pissed him off. And he did not want to be, he was so fixated on right, his right, ex-wife yeah. that he didn't want that to be a part of the evening and it would have driven him crazy. So that's what I had read one time. Anyhow. So it wasn't he disdained or despised the taste of right, Merlot. Right, It was the fact that it had a, a memory to it. I that, can see that. that. It, was, it was too hard for him. So, all right. Uh, anyway, let's get to the, and that's a great movie. Um, we're looking at a still of this movie. I need to go back and watch it again some. All right, let's get to the Bizarre Fire. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Fire. All right, this is truly a wild story. Um, The United States Coast Guard is continuing to search for a woman 
who jumped off of a Carnival cruise ship while handcuffed following a reported hot tub disturbance on Wednesday. Yeah, there's there's footage right before this happens, Preston, and it's the weirdest thing you've ever seen. So the incident took place on the Carnival Valor, which was located about 150 miles off the coast of Southwest Pass, Louisiana, when the 32-year-old jumped off the cruise ship's deck. It was about 2.30 in the afternoon. Witnesses said the woman, who has not been named, was handcuffed as she jumped off the ship and reportedly hit a lifeboat and possibly a railing during her fall before crashing face-first into the Gulf of Mexico. Several passengers said that security on the cruise ship attempted to detain her following a disturbance with a man in the hot tub area. Um, A passenger on the ship said security got her out of the hot tub. Uh, Whenever they got to take her into custody, apparently she was upset and went over the rail. Apparently, she was handcuffed, and she jumped over the side of the ship. Uh, the U.S. Coast Guard confirmed that it is still undergoing a missing persons search for the woman as of yesterday morning. So, I guess they put her in cuffs, and they were yeah. going to take her away. And she... She's like the top deck. So, she's... Went and jumped off. You wouldn't have to hit the boat or the railing. You hit that water at that height? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's enough. That's terrifying. There's no way she's still alive, right? No. I don't think so. Handcuffed and in the yeah. Gulf of She's Mexico. in South America living it up. <laughs> Man. All right. In Jonesboro, Arkansas, a boy won a nationwide contest Wednesday by helping other children like him, according to a Facebook post from the USA Mullet Championships. <laughs> Alan Balds won the title by nearly 900 votes over the next closest competitor. Uh, Balds has been participating in the 2021 USA Mullet Kids Championship, and on Sunday he moved into first place in the national contest. His mother, Leslie, said that her son faced many battles in his young life. Alan was placed in their home as a foster child when he was four years old. She said his story to that point was horrific. In addition, he has a rare genetic syndrome uh, that affected development of the midline of his entire body in utero. He has all of the associated symptoms with abnormalities in his brain, heart, and larynx. This poor kid. Oh, that's horrible. She said he's had three surgeries, uh, and he's also um, he had three surgeries and countless hours of therapy to improve his speech and motor skills. His mother said growing a mullet provided an opportunity for her son to give back as well. She said he is the most emphatic human I know. He has a ridiculous mullet now, and when he realized the mullet contest had a cash reward, his first words were, if I do it, then I can give the money to kids in foster care. You kidding me? pretty amazing. She said the boy we adopted through foster care instantly wanting to give back. No thought of what he could get for himself by winning. That is sweet. He certainly is uh, deserving of the title. However, Caden Campbell, who's looking at the list of the finalists. Yeah. That, that's that's a pretty beefy. Uh, yeah, I think some, that's the teens, right? Yeah, oh, that's the teens. Yeah, okay. that's a different category. So, uh, anyhow, this kid won it. That's really cool. Uh, at least thirteen people. This is terrible, including one a one year old child have died after they fell into a well what? during a wedding ceremony in northern India. Oh, my God. The victims, all of whom were women and children, were sitting on a slab covering the well, and it gave way and collapsed, and they oh fell gosh. down into it. That and they all died. Just all of them are gone. Jesus. Uh, uh, one, uh, one other person was injured in the incident. Uh, police did not immediately identify the victims. The wedding guests were attending a haldi ceremony, which is a Hindu tradition where uh, turmeric is applied to the bride and groom's face for good luck. 
Prime Minister uh, Narendra Modi called the deaths heart-wrenching and announced a compensation to each of the victims' families and to the injured. But they were all sitting on this. I don't know if they knew it was on top of a well or not, but it gave way and they all fell in and died. That is just Absolutely horrible. All right, we need something... Something better, happy. Better than that. More mullets. Uh, how about... I have a couple more following stories, but they're not that bad. Students eating at a Louisiana State University dining hall recently had a rather rude interruption. A raccoon dropped down from the ceiling and ran loose from the building while they were eating lunch. Hey, Kathy's bad story. Uh, witnesses say... The raccoon crashed through the ceiling at the 459 dining hall during dinner. Actually, it was dinner time Wednesday evening. And videos posted to social media show the raccoon running loose through the dining area (laughs) as students climbed onto chairs and tables to avoid the animal. Animal control officers were summoned and successfully escorted the raccoon back outside of the building uh, after the incident. You encounter a raccoon, you know, they're, they're, a lot of them will be rabid, you know, which is, for some reason, raccoons are susceptible to that. Uh, an Alabama man was arrested after he put flowers on his fiance's grave. Why is that a thing? Winchester Hagens lost his fiance Hannah Ford in a car crash in January 2021. Hagens built a uh, built Ford a planter box at her gravesite so he could grow living flowers for her. Uh, Hagen said that Ford hated cut flowers, so he just wanted to honor her. He filled the box with her favorite flowers, decorated with pictures of the couple, as well as carving the words uh, to a song that they got engaged to. Uh, Hagen's asked the city if the display was okay and was told that uh, they didn't enforce littering rules unless a family member asked for something to be removed. But last month, he was arrested, handcuffed, and taken to jail on suspicion of littering charges. Ford's father, the woman who died, Tom's Tom Ford is his name, uh, signed the warrant for the arrest. Hagen said that he was never contacted by Tom Ford before the arrest and was stunned when it happened. He said the officer came over and said, hey, Mr. Hagen's, can you step out of the car? There's a warrant for your arrest. I said, no, that's impossible. There's no way. And it's unclear why Tom Ford didn't approve of the display. There must be more to the story. I'm sure there is because we're looking at the box. It looks really nice. It is. It's a nice memorial to yeah. the to the wife. So I don't know what the Kathy, story is. That's a new thing, cemetery activities. <laughs> One last story. A Bradenton, Florida teenage basketball player named Olivier Rue is getting some international uh, attention after setting a Guinness World Record for his height. According to the Guinness World Record, he is the tallest teenager in the world, 15 years old, 7 feet 5 inches tall. Whoa. 7 5 at okay. 15. That's crazy. I mean, is he allowed to? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, he what, is. Play basketball? Yeah. Yes. So what age were you when you got to 7 feet, Kate? Yeah, I'm still working on it. Uh, so the head coach, uh, Jeremy Schiller, said everywhere we go, uh, it's not something that he can hide from. Everybody sees it. You can't put a hat on se- and not be 7 foot 5 anymore. 15. He said, my mom is 6'2", my dad is 6'8". Rue explained uh, that uh, he wears a size 20 shoe. Contrary to what some may be speculating, the teenager is not just good at basketball due to his size. On the contrary, the coach noted that Rue is a skilled passer, can shoot, and finish at the rim. So, um... I would assume he's still growing at 15. You would think so, right? right? So he's he might have a little ways to go. It's crazy, man. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Lesson question awaits when we return. Some more winning for you. We'll be right back. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. 
The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. On the meantime, we have something else to give away. It is our lesson question prize, and we have a pair of tickets to see the Philly Pops presents Pops Rocks Let It Be March 11th at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. And the question we're going to go with today is, what is my new character that helps us get through random and seemingly unconnected topics? (laughs) Steve made up the name. What was it? 215263. It's it's not the connoisseur. It's not the noticer. It's none of that. It's a new one. Let's see if you heard it earlier this morning and you can remember what it was. 215263WMMR. We'll do the trash while you call in. Trash business is a gold mine. 933WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. We'll get some stories while we're waiting for you to buzz in. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, you mentioned this earlier, Preston. Kendall Jenner's tequila brand 81. Eight is being sued by competing tequila 512 for brazenly ripping them off. Jenner's legal team is denying allegations, saying the 411 on 818 is that it's not 512. Oh, okay. Daniel oh Craig. My God. Daniel Craig telling Stephen Colbert that Queen Elizabeth has a very devilish sense of humor. Craig says the Queen really got him one time by placing saran wrap over his toilet. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey. <laughs> it's crazy that she would do that. And finally, this is pretty, pretty wild and pretty encouraging. Tom Hanks and director Robert Zemeckis are reportedly teaming up again, and the rumor is is that it is for a Forrest Gump sequel. In fact, a script, a script has been floating around with the title Forrest 2 Electric Gumpaloo. <laughs> <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash. Let's get an answer, and we want to know what my new character is that helps us get through random, seemingly unconnected topics. 215-263-WMMR. And it's Jenna that we go to. Hey there, Jenna. Hello. All right, Jenna, what's the name of my new character, please? The Stream of Consciousnesser. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the Stream of Consciousnesser. And, Jenna, I want you to hang on. You just got yourself a pair of tickets for the Philly Pops presents Pops Rocks Let It Be, March 11th at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. And the Fab Four's greatest hits are going to be performed live with a full orchestra. More information and tickets for the March 11th through 13th shows are at phillypops.org slash let it be. Before we get to music news, I do have a semi-music-related uh, uh, thing to pass along to you. We got an email, uh, and this is from uh, the Eminem's album art team. And by Eminem's, I mean the candy, m yes. from Mars. So they wrote us and said, Dear Preston and Steve Show... We heard that our new M&M's album art packs caught your eye, and we're so excited to share them with you. These packs feature our beloved M&M's characters, recreating landmark album covers from four barrier-breaking artists, including Casey Musgraves, uh, Her, Rosalia, and David Bowie. Each artist is known for inspiring fans to be their true selves and promoting a sense of belonging. M&M's 
also recently announced our evolved uh, purpose focused on uh, creating a world where everyone feels they belong, reminding us that despite our differences, we all have one simple and powerful thing in common, and that is fun. And you can find album art packs in stores now or online at MMS. Dot com. Enjoy. I hope you all enjoy and happy listening. So they heard us talking about these. They sent a ton of them over and uh, the Bowie one, which is, the I know you're a peanut guy like I am impressed as well, but they're really cool. Looks great. Uh, the Bowie one is on the peanut butter. Yeah. Uh, so I have to try that out. I don't think I've ever had the uh, the peanut butter. What? It, really? <laughs> yeah. Were you the one who said it was your favorite? Well, I, I go back and forth between loving the peanut and uh, peanut butter. Somebody was saying that that's I'm a big fan one. of peanut butter. My, okay. um, my ex-girlfriend's Peanut mother butter. always had a jar of it uh, sitting on top of the... Are they your fave? <sighs> <laughs> no. Pe- okay. Peanuts. Peanuts, yeah. Favorite. Regular peanut. Still... A little bit better. Uh, peanut are definitely my favorite. Yes. So I'm gonna have a peanut butter one right now. All right. What you want to? So I can make you happy. Thank you. Okay. It's all about me. What you want to mm. do with the peanut butter mm. ones <laughs> is kind of let it kind of hang in your mouth for a little bit, right, and right. it softens it up for a like a bit. week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a week. Oh. Maybe uh, like ten seconds. Let them. Yeah, I, I like that. Let them mm. sort of dissolve a little bit. Yeah, it's let your so body sexual. Yeah. You know, peanut butter still does not taste the same for me. Really? After COVID? Oh. No kidding. Yeah, like I can taste it now, um, but for whatever reason, peanut butter it, it's like it's almost not as flavorful as it used to be. What if you put like thirty in your mouth? I don't. Know. I don't know about that. <laughs> hey, maybe. Right. Give it a shot. Like concentrate. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Work really hard. I can't uh, believe that Chuck D'Amico doesn't like peanut M and M's. He doesn't? No. We had a whole conversation about it. and uh, it, Oh, he likes regular yeah. M&M's. Wait, you can't believe that? It's Chuck, It's dude. Chuck. He doesn't yeah. like strawberries. Oh, like, he likes peanuts. Yeah, Chuck Chuck ate, we had a football helmet full of M&M's <laughs> uh-huh. for the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck says he put on like 15 pounds. <laughs> because he ate them yeah, all. We, uh, we gotta, they're in the, in the uh, studio right now. We're going to have to move them out because yeah. they're too tempting. <laughs> uh, so the apparently the album art is on all different. Uh, oh, a different one. So, so they they will be on your favorite M and M's, by the way, which are covered in a thin candy shell. I'm surprised you didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. 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 Your brand, Shall I? Is music new on ninety three three WMMR? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna have residual chocolate in my mouth. Hang it's on, okay, a man. It's the chocolate of life. Got to get a little sip there and clean things out. All right, uh, music news brought to you by. Live Casino and Hotel, Philadelphia. Voted best overall gamer resort in Pennsylvania. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, we're going to start with some news that broke earlier this morning uh, that we were just made aware of. Oh. And that is Paul McCartney is touring. Oh. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's McCartney breaking news. Yeah. One more time. That's any breaking news with Paul McCartney. Yes. So the unfortunate uh, uh, information is there's no Philadelphia date. A what? Uh, he will be in Baltimore and East Rutherford, New Jersey. And that is going to be in June, June 12th in Baltimore. It's in my June, birthday. It's your anniversary. And June 16th. You're right. You yeah. should, oh. On your anniversary, you should go go see them. East Rutherford. Go see him. Uh, so let me see here. There's open dates in there. And yeah. They uh-huh. could yep, I believe that might happen. Yeah, and uh, I, it doesn't say the venue. It just says the city. Uh, but I'm guessing if it's East Rutherford, it's got to be uh, the MetLife Stadium. So, um, <laughs> by the way, the, the name of the tour is Paul McCartney Got Back. 
Oh, the coming the, on, the, on the Jackson, uh, Peter Jackson documentary. Yes. Oh. Or it's an homage to Sir Mix a lot. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, so tour dates will uh, start going on sale Friday, February 25th at 10 a.m. local time. So that is next Friday. Uh, the man is amazing live. He's just. It's just the greatest experience. When was the last time you saw him on the last tour? Did you not? I saw him, yeah, when he when yeah. he played the Wells Fargo Center, which was probably 2017. Is that the one where Carrot Top opened for him? No, or? that wasn't that one. Uh, maybe it was around the handbrake. No, it was before that because I saw 16. him. In, I saw him in 2016, and that was at the ballpark. So you, you, I went because you raved so much about it. Oh, and and so I got uh, I, I paid a lot for great seats at the yeah. ballpark. But you had gone the year before at the Wells Fargo Center, so it was okay. like 2014 or 2015. I'm cool. telling you, man, he came out and he started. He started singing eight days a week. Yeah, and opened with the song, and I almost started crying. I just because I felt like the the teenage girl in yeah. those old videos of the the, the the films of them seeing the Beatles. I just couldn't believe I was actually there seeing that, and that he was playing those songs. It was so cool. I had seen him before, but he had kind of. He didn't delve so much into the Beatles catalog. This was just all right in the heart of that Tell stuff. Tell me, adult man, why is it that you love Paul McCartney? It's just his hair and everything. That's <laughs> <laughs> the way I felt, man. It was so special. So, all right, moving on. Uh, Dave Grohl recorded an entire thrash metal album huh. for the Foo Fighters' first movie, Studio 666, according to Rolling Stone. Uh, he said, and give a little bit of the backstory on it. He said, um, so here's what happens. I wind up finding this creepy basement. I go into the basement and I find this tape of a band. The band is called Dream Widow, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, from 25 years ago that was recorded there. And there's a song that, if recorded and completed, the effing demon in the house is unleashed and then all hell breaks loose. And it will be uh, it will be the lost album. It'll be the album that they were making uh, before he uh, killed the entire band. So... He's going to put it together eventually, and that will come out, which will be interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. I like this story, too. This is on WMMR.com. And as it turns out, not all members of Pearl Jam hate Motley Crue. (laughs) Uh, Guitarist Stone Gossard told Revolver that uh, Jeff Amen and Mike McCready and I love hard rock. I bought the first Motley Crue uh, leather Records, referring to the original release of Motley Crue's debut, 1981's Too Fast for Love, on the independent label Leather Records. He said, I thought it was, at the time, punk-like. And he continued to say, it's like Motorhead. There were things about it that I was discovering about British hard rock at that time that also felt rebellious or against the norm or something that made me interested in it. And I always liked heavy, you know, Sabbath and Zeppelin. Uh, it's worth mentioning that... When Pearl Jam was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Jeff Ament wore a T-shirt with a list of artists that he thought deserved to be included, and Motley Crue was one well, of what them. About, this is an, an interesting turn to all this. Yeah. So is Eddie the only one who doesn't like Motley Crue? I think it's just not his yeah. speed. It's not his style. He thought it was, um, you know, uh, silly. It's silly. It's silly. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was lowbrow. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. So lowbrow. Silly. But the Man. other guys. You know, I mean, they're guitarists, and you the know, guy talks to his penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you saw Pam and Tommy? Silly. I saw it. It was silly. Yeah. <laughs> he was talking out of his pee hole. Yeah, it was silly. He was talking to his willy. You can't talk to your penis. Yeah. Now your butt, on the other hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's further worth mentioning that uh, before they formed Pearl Jam, Gossard and Amen were in another Seattle band called uh, Mother Love Bone, and 
their look was considerably more glam and kind of in that crew yeah. uh, vein. Andrew so. Wood was the lead singer of that band, and he, he loved uh, like hair metal stuff, and he, okay. he was a total showman. Uh, and McCready, one of McCready's favorite bands is Kiss. So, like, yeah. those guys, you know, it's it's a five different guys with different yeah. musical tastes. Totally. I'll tell you what, if you love, again, for that hair metal stuff and all that, Peacemaker, you mm-hmm. got to watch the series. It's, it's wall-to-wall that stuff. A second song called Neurotic uh, uh, is off of Three Days Grace's upcoming album, and it has been released. The new track uh, began a collaboration between the bands Neil Sanderson and Lucas Rossi of Rockstar Casanova for the side project King City. Uh, lead singer Matt Walst said we added a Three Days Grace spin on it. Lucas has a great voice, and we all match up pretty well. Slipknot has released the video for their latest single. It's called The Chapel Town Rag. Uh, footage from the clip was captured during the band's tour dates last year. Slipknot are tentatively planning to release their seventh studio album sometime this spring. Um, I thought this was kind of cool. It looks like a whole new cross-section of Van Halen tunes might be entering the Circles set list with the great Michael Anthony finally tacking, tackling some of early David Lee Roth-era tunes in concert on vocals. Did uh, he do any uh, songwriting as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they, they've uh, definitely done songs, uh, written originals. I didn't like them very much. No, really? <laughs> yeah. It was, I, I was like, oh, man, I'm looking forward to this. And I listened to it, and I'm like, this stinks. Oh. And then I, I liked chicken. Thanks. I actually like chicken foot better than the circle. But whatever, man. So during Sammy's uh, residency show on February 12th at the Strat Hotel Casino and Sky Pod, Michael Anthony treated the Vegas crowd by taking the lead on two early Van Halen classics, Running with the Devil and Ain't Talking About Love. Uh, Ultimate Classic Rock reported as Anthony delivers lighthearted renditions of the songs, encouraging the crowd to join in. Hagar acts as cheerleader and backing vocalist for his former Van Halen bandmate. And finally, we'll end with this. Pete Townsend's new interview with Rolling Stone, which turned his attention to The Who's liberal song catalog presence in film and television. In 1982, he said, The Who closed down and we weren't earning money. I started allowing my songs to be used for commercials, for film use, and not all of it was good. He said there was no question. Some of it was embarrassingly bad, but it earned money. However, one of the licensing decisions that he does not regret is none other than the wildly popular CSI franchise, <laughs> which uses Who songs as themes for all five of the series. He said with this, with the use in CSI, F. He said it's just hugely, dramatically, powerfully spread, powerfully spread the word about the potential. He said these were some of the best songs that The Who had ever recorded. Uh, they were on TV over and over and over and over again. It just reminded people that we were still there, and I think it probably helped us to come back. So it's, they use more than one song? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. so uh, they, re- they use... Who are you? Won't get fooled again. I can see for Miles and Baba O'Reilly. I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. Townsend was also very moved by how the Who was incorporated into Freaks and Geeks. Uh, so he appreciated that. But the GMC car commercials, he's not into that. He didn't think they worked out well in that. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in music news for you uh, this morning. Oh, you want to do another one of these? Yeah, we can do this. Okay. National Drink Wine Day. This will probably be our last one, yeah. I guess. Yep. And if you can identify what movie this wine clip, this reference is from, uh, we have a prize for you. So here, and we're going to give away uh, "Death on the Nile" uh, passes from Fandango. Here is the clip. Actually, I was thinking more of mulled wine and ice age brie. 
and a roaring fireplace. You know what I'm saying? All right, 215. Wow, that's a tough one. It is. 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to play that one more time. Listen to this. Actually, I was thinking more of mulled wine and ice-aged brie. And a roaring fireplace. You know what I'm saying? All right. Mm-hmm. Let's see if you know the answer to that. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. We are going to take a break. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll be back in a second. All right. Are you serious? Yeah, he just tweeted this. Bill Weston tweeted out a picture of one of our uh, digital billboards. Yeah. Weston and Steve. And it says, good morning, Cleveland, <laughs> underneath it. Look at his hashtag. That actually ran. And the hashtag is, I know funny. He also <laughs> got the name of the, um, it's not Throwback Friday. It's usually Throwback Thursday, right? Yeah. yeah okay. But it's, uh, that's it, Bill. That's yeah, perfect for Bill. Bill. Uh, we'll take a break. And we'll be right back. Stay with us. Sanders got to go. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It is 10:41 a.m. Does anyone else besides me hear the barn door opening? Barn door. Preston, not worry yet. About it, We're going to get in trouble if it's too soon. It's oh, not too soon yet. for the barn door. Yes. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I would like to thank. There's a microphone over there. Uh, I would like to thank. Uh, <laughs> Man, did I just get the death look? <laughs> wow, did I get the death look? I, I you want me to get between you two? <laughs> I just don't know, man. I'll explain in a moment. Okay. I want to thank uh, the CEO of Imagine Exhibitions, who are behind the Harry Potter exhibition at the Franklin Institute, Mr. Tom Zaller. World premiere. It opens today. Tickets available at fi.edu. It is an awesome experience. I can't wait for you guys to go. Yeah. Sure. And check this whole thing out. Is Jason uh, Harry Potter at all? You know what? I tried like a couple times with him. Not really. I mean, he's seen, you know. Okay. The movies and stuff like that, but um, not super into it. But I think he would like something like yeah, this. Yeah, he would. It's it's so immersive that I think anybody will dig it. And thank you to Ted Alexandro. Yay! Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. Ted is great. In fact, he's our new Daily Rush video. It's already Whoa. up and running. So if you want to check that out. Ted tells us about meeting Roger Waters and his new Instagram accounts about dentistry and virology. <laughs> and it's sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. Follow us on social media. We'll send that right to you. So the barn door Wait, right. is Wait. what? I'm sorry. We got callers on the line from the contest that we just did. Oh, my God. Yeah. Let's get to that I forgot. First. Did we do that at the end of the... We, we did, did it at, at the, the end, end of the last yeah. break. I'm yeah, sorry yeah. about that. All right, let me go to uh, our first caller in. We, we, hold on. We want to identify the movie that this clip is from. Actually, I was thinking more of mulled wine and ice-aged brie and a roaring fireplace. You know what I'm saying? All right, so Vince, do you know what movie that's from? Animal House. No, it is oh. not Animal House. Oh. It's a decent yeah. guess. Uh, but we're going to go to Chris. Hey, Chris, are you there? I am, I am. Do you know what movie that's from? I do. It is a spectacular Christmas movie called Die Hard. It's Die Hard. 
And I guess that's near the beginning. Ellis, the the creepy the douchebag dude, is trying to get um, what was her name? Holly. Yeah. Holly Bonnie Bedelia. What what's that? The actress's name is Bonnie Bedelia. Yeah, I think the character is Holly Gennaro. Yes, I think. And so he's trying to you know he's trying to make his moves on her. Right. And so uh, Chris got it right, and we're going to set him up with a pair of uh, Fandango tickets to see Death on the Nile. A daring mystery thriller about the emotional chaos and deadly consequences triggered by obsessive love based on the Agatha Christie popular novel. And that's in theaters now. So congratulations. Barn Door. Barn Door. Right. Barn Door. Barn Door is, uh, it's one of the, it's a Bill-ism. And, uh, and it's uh, one of those, I guess, cliches of sorts or, uh, I don't know, how would you, what would you quantify uh, Barn like Door a, and Like a colloquialism? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. An idiom? It, yeah. It means that, uh, that uh, we're ready to leave. Uh-huh. The yeah. barn door is open, so therefore the animals want to run, run out. out. Yeah. yeah, like and ready so, to leave in a rush. Okay. Yeah, like get out immediately. So okay. that's Bill says that from time to time. It's like oh, third good. leg of the stool or ham yunkel. Yes, okay, <laughs> you know very, these. Uh, very, very important. <laughs> Well-known phrases. A nice Slytherin T-shirt, by the way. You like that? Thank I, you. I do like that. And if if Chase hasn't gotten to Harry Potter, does he like to read? The books are fantastic. Yeah, I started with the books. Yeah, you know what? Um, he is doing chapter books now. You know, that's part of, of the grade that he's in. So, yeah, okay. I, that might be a little above uh, his reading level right now. How about but maybe... War and Peace? Yeah. <laughs> he can't see that. Tolstoy, I think, would be good. <laughs> I'm right now halfway through the Half-Blood Prince. Okay. So I got one more book to go after this, and then I've read the whole whole shebang so i'm gonna start over and read them again i think awesome. you're that much a fan that's very cool i didn't know that well i the problem was i got to the last book and i was i didn't want it to end and i kept i went so slowly and i finally put it down and then months passed no. and i and i was going i need like like one of those cliff note things so right. i could bring myself up to speed on because a lot of it gets darker as it goes on and um and i couldn't remember the, the exact sequence of events, and so I was thinking, I'll just reread the whole series. I don't really know if I have that much time, right? Right. Uh, but um, anyway, I got a Gryffindor mug too. Oh, wow. Yeah, Nicole. Wow. With all four houses on the other Ooh, side. Ooh, very so. cool. Yeah, they, they have some really cool stuff at the uh, uh, merch at the Franklin Institute that you can get as well. Uh, shall we get the letter of the day? Yes. All right. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter and the. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter H, as in Harry Potter. All right, we'll take that, and we'll take caller number 7 at 215-263-WMMR, and we'll let you try and answer uh, or give us the word, and we'll see if we can give you a prize. You know what we should do before we find out what you've got going on, Pierre? Uh, we have a few, still few, uh, today okay. is National Drink Wine Day, so you want to play here in the studio and see if you guys can yes. guess uh, yeah. what movie these are from? I'll play the clip. Uh, if you know the movie, you know, raise your hand and you get to answer. So here we go. Oh, my God. Where are my manners? Laurie, this is Angelique, Heavenly, Shireen, and Sauvignon Blanc. All right. I know. And Pierre? Gone with the wind. No. <laughs> Nick. Ted. Ted is correct. Yes. Absolutely correct. All right. I hate these for these to go to waste, so we may as well use them. All right. Here's another one. I don't want you to get drunk, but uh, that's a very fine Chardonnay. You're not drinking. All right. Pierre? Oh. Casablanca. Correct, yes. No. Anybody know that one? Is it another? Is, no. Okay, no. It wouldn't have been another clip. I'm sorry. No. Huh. Don't it's know a, that one. It's a tough one. Uh, that one is from American Psycho. Ah. Oh. Oh. Yes, now that you mention. All right, is this the last one? No, no we have two. More. Yep, here we go. May I help you? Uh, uh, the uh, the wine, please? Oh, this one. You mad and 
Not exactly. <laughs> Sparkling Muscatel, one of the finest wines of Idaho. <laughs> Pierre? Last Tango in Paris. Close. Nick? Is that Muppet Steak Manhattan? No. no. Oh. Muppet Movie? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Muppet that sounds Steak. like Steve Martin. It is. It is, okay. yes. Yeah. All right. And then the last one, here we go. Koufax is a good egg. He was nice to that kid. But he fights like a girl. I, I, you like that? I'm right here. Miss, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> what are you, drunk, Mr. Hurley? Well, I, I had a few Chardonnays. What of it? Uh, Pierre? Uh, without question, Orson Welles' voice, unmistakable. Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. Yeah. Or also known as? Big Daddy. Big Daddy. There you go. That's it. So. I would not have gotten Big Daddy or American Psycho, Muppet Movie, maybe. But those are those are some tough ones. We gave you guys the easy ones this morning. How about yeah, that? Yeah, very cool. What's up on your show today, dude? Uh, we've got workforce blocks of Tool. Uh, Tool is we had a big Tool weekend last weekend, and people voted online uh, as to their favorite album. Uh, the Tool show sold out on Sunday at the Big Joint MMR concert event, and so I think Marcus is on on uh, Sunday, and he will roll. The votes were uh, for Anima as the top Tool album. Wow! Marcus is going to run the whole album uh, in its entirety before the show, starting at seven o'clock. I think they're on um, at eight thirty. Uh, so that'll be perfect if you're driving in. Definitely tune in. We'll do a block of tool to warm you up for that. We've got ACDC. Uh, and our third one is in fluctuation because the band we thought we were going to play is coming to town and they're going on sale next week. So we might hold on that band or we might play that band. Uh, so we're in deep um, uh, psychopathic thought about it. All right. Fair enough. Hey, and Nick was pulling up some text messages. I forgot about a shout-out I, I meant to give earlier this morning. A guy who works with the IBEW um, lineman. Yes. Uh, because of how windy it is right now. Yes. Very uh, important. They're, they're watching out for uh, power outages and stuff like that. And he's so, a lineman for the county? He's a lineman yeah, for the county. just going to say that. And they are out working. Really, I was. And he said, he used the phrase, uh, if you see a line down, wait, if, they're, if the wire is down, turn around. Uh, so, yeah, he said uh, he's one of the linemen working for the Delaware Valley, or the county, if you want to call it that. And he wants a shout-out uh, shout to all the linemen out there today. Yes. Getting the power back on, so there you go. And always remember, line means line, right? Yes. Well, and no means no. Yeah, so yeah that too. Yeah, so, uh, so no sad bro, he said. Or no, that's what we said. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Oh, my gosh. What's going on? I'm barn. reading the text messages over here, and I saw... Barn door. Barn if the door. wire is down, turn around, barn door. Hey. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go to our seventh caller. <laughs> See, those are oh, was a cow. cows in the barn. Uh, hi, Josh. You're on the air. Hey, how's it going? Awesome, Josh. What's the word of the week? Sweet. I had it last week in Wordle. It's Latch. L-A-T-C-H. Great day in the morning. <laughs> nice job, Josh. And you just got yourself a very cool prize, a pair of Please. VIP Mountain Fest tickets and an overnight stay at the Hilton downtown Scranton. Nice. Saturday, March 5th, the Montage Mountain Package includes all-day lift tickets, ski and snowboard rental, and also Mountain Fest t-shirt and more. Uh, the concert features spin doctors in the Verve Pipe, a fireworks display following the show, and you can ski and snowboard or tube all day as well. All right, my man? Nice. Sounds like a plan, Stan. All right. Hang on, buddy. We'll get your information. We'll set you up with that. Don't forget, tickets and VIP packages are on sale now. M-O-Mountain. 
dot com slash slash mountain fest to get your tickets. I would like to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Acme. You can download the Acme app to see your all new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. And finally, Trinity Rehab, and they can help get rid of your pain. No prescription needed. Trinity-Rehab.com. Next week on our program, just a few things going on. Uh, our buddy Richard Curtis is bringing back the Clash Room yeah. on Fox 29. I was just asking about that. And I think there's going to be some new twists on the show this time right. around. There's going to be fights to the death. I don't think that's it. Oh. But anyhow, it's a trivia <laughs> game. Uh, and uh, he's going to have the details on how maybe you can get signed up to be on that and maybe win some stuff. Also, we're going to have uh, Jolo Trullo. Jolo Trullo. Lo Trulio, thank you. I thought it was, his name was Jolo. <laughs> no, that's J-Lo. And comedian Moses Storm, as well as many other things. That is it. We are done. Rage on and have a great weekend. We'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat ba 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 